other than a brief break to help Kronos move into his new temple. Along with a few of Devan's creepier relics, most of Devan's time is spent experimenting with portals. With the help of his apprentice, Devan manages to pillage the elemental plane of Earth's wealth. But he digs too deep and too greedily and eventually encounters an earth elemental which crosses the barrier into the material plane. Devan retreats and seals the mine while he ponders how to deal with the creature. But by the time he returns to face it, he finds it gone. Relieved that it is no longer his problem, Devan returns to his studies. Is the earth elemental no longer Devan's problem? Is the reward from the portal worth the risk? What other planes will Devan visit? Let's find out now on Dicing with Death. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dicing with Death. How Hello, you doing, Ryan. Doing well. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. you're currently wrestling with the cat. Yeah, this cat. He's wrestling. Like he's wrestling with the pussy in his lap. It's he's on the floor and he's just trying to eat me. He's very something right now, and I'm not sure what. Hmm. Might be mildly distracted while we deal with this vicious beast. Look at oh this. Oh my god. He's gotten he's big. He's twelve. He looks kinda of like Casper. He looks exactly like Casper, and he's twelve and a half pounds. Um have you brought in any priests to check if he's possessed <laughs> with the ghost of Casper? Uh, I would love to. Um, you know, but COVID can't find a oh, priest yeah. these days, you know. They're all just out there doing something else. What level do you think they'd have to be to cast the necessary divinations at a distance? <laughs> From there to here? It's a couple miles to the nearest church, I bet. Oh. Hmm. Wow. Well, this might be an interesting dice with death. He's never this feisty. Rawr. He's been so deprived. Mm-hmm. But well, Lauren is still in bed after a long Thanksgiving day, so I think he's mm. lonely. And... All right, we're good. He's gone. Uh, welcome to Dicing with Death, everybody. It's been a little while since we've played. Right. Um, since we've last played, Dicing with Death has been usurped as the flagship show. It's now officially shenanigans. With 207 episodes to Dicing with Death's 206. Yes. This is, this is 207, isn't it? This is 206. This is 206. So 206 to 206. Tomorrow's 207. That's true. They'll be at 207 tomorrow. But we just have know. to chalk this up into a bunch of mini episodes. <laughs> just call each segment its own episode. Yeah, there Keep you us go. Ahead. I can get behind that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. So it used, it used to be a meme how often I would change locations for streams. Uh huh. But well, that that era may have come to an end. Is this the uh, the place of permanent residence? I don't know. I but own it. I can uh, can headbutt holes in the walls, or but you might get whatever. shuffled around within the house still, right? Oh, that's likely. And mm -hmm. like this whole uh, deep re redecorated every two weeks. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Or like. The feng shui will be off, and I'll have to rotate my desk ninety degrees. Uh huh. Uh, or like move it to this other corner, you know. Repaint the walls, put up the mush marshmallows. 
Squishmallow. They're right there. Squishmallows. There's, there's, there's one. Hey, I can see one. Uh, it's head. probably, it's probably cropped out. I can it's, move them to the top, top oh, yeah, of the yeah, pile. Guys, cropped out. There's plushies in that heap behind me. Don't worry. Good. Um. So, where last we left, Devon had done some stuff. And, stuff. Uh, yeah, I was listening to the uh, recap. You were off chasing a cat. I yeah, I got distracted. Unfortunately, picked the wrong time to start being a little shit. <clears throat> That's okay. It's been so long since I played. I don't remember what I'm doing anymore. So I'm gonna need like another tutorial or something. Oh, last episode we were playing with portals. I remember what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we summoned that Earth Elemental and yeah, and you mined some stuff out of there, and you kept rolling really badly on the loot table. You kept getting like copper. It wasn't badly; it just wasn't interesting, right? It kept yeah. being like copper and iron. Yeah, silver and iron. Silver, Do iron, have... copper. Probably all three. Those are seven, eight, and nine on two d ten. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, though, gold and something else are. Oh no, it's two d eight. That's why. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the high ones yeah. are more valuable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Devon, let's, uh, turn on some hill music. Hmm. And, uh, what is this region called? Never really discussed it. This hilly area. What, what is the name for this region? Am I naming it? Is it not just Necrot and these? Yeah, but is it like territories? the hills of Necrot? Are these like the dusty hills or the mm. red hills or the what, what is this region called? I have no idea. Hoping really? you can help I was, me. Come I was going to consult a wiki and see, but you know, no, they have yet to be named. Hmm. They're red. One day they will There's be the white giants. Mesa, but not today. Yeah. Why well, don't we then have to like? weave the story towards white butte or is that so far in the future that uh, it's so far like after the gods come and rip up the place and like drop a mountain on it wait this is pre-cataclysm this is pre-cataclysmic -cata yes oh does the mountain drop from the sky i thought i was raising Actually, it from the earth it raises from the earth but some of that old terminology gods. i thought that was i thought that was devon trying to build himself a better view for his tower <laughs> well it very well may be the, the people in the future might think it was the gods when in reality it was Devon, but we have yet to reach either of those points. So what do we call this hilly region? Hmm. I don't know. Okay, what about the, like, the plainsy yeah. area down below? Or the swamp? What do we want to call any of these places? Hmm. <sighs> There's snakes in them, they're plains, right? That's where all the cockatrices and the medusas mm -hmm. were. Mm-hmm. Snake grass or something like that. Snake grass. Wrong. You could do snake grass oh. or serpentine plains or snake grass is pretty solid. I'll take that. Um. Hmm. Mm. Right, there are a lot of giants in the hills. And they are red. We're about to grow some grapes. It could just be like red hills. Red hills? And there was all the crimson blood. Mm. There was the whole Romulan incident. Mm-hmm. Fountains of blood. Mm-hmm. Temples of vengeance. Mm. It's a pretty war-torn area. A lot of violence happening here. Could just be the red hills. For now. 
They are red. They are hills. Very descriptive. What about the swamp? Hmm. Does anyone go into the swamp? Not really. Maybe some of the giants, but the whole area is a, a mess. Maybe some people... Trolls. Right, there was that, like, village on the edge that appeared to once be habited, but is now just, like, it's, full of it's ghosts. Haunted. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what are it. other cool names for wetlands? There's, like, bogs and... Marshes, moors. Marshes. Yeah. Swamps. And I- and I bet this is what? brackish. I bet this is basically like a, this is almost a connection between the sea, the sea on either side of the peninsula, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like in, in different epochs, it was probably below. Like this was pro- Nicaragua was probably an island, right? So this would have been the like you know all the fresh water comes in from here, and then mm-hmm. you get the salt water coming from the side. So the middle is probably pretty fresh, and then it gets really bracky on the edges. The music coming from roll 20. It is. Meyer. Morass. Ooh, morass. The black morass. Uh, oh. Um. Is that a place in Warcraft? Bayous? I think so. Or maybe Warcraft in general. Mm hmm. Ben, a more like a forest or like a fayish forest. Even brackish mar- reservoir. Uh. Mm. It could also just be about, like, the edge of your little island over here, you know? Could be the, like, gateway to the land, or... uh... Wood, Gate, Mouth of Necrot, Bungle Pits. Ugh. Whoa. <laughs> um, that name here. Mud Flats. It's already Ghosts of Salt Marsh in D&D, isn't there? I like throwing I so. in, I like black, Brackish. Mm hmm. Or title. The title planes. Brackwater. Moor is. Those are like rolling hills. Okay, I thought moors had to do with swamps. Maybe. How do you spell moor? M-O-O-R. Tract of open, uncultivated upland. A heath. Dialect. A fen. A fen. 
which is a low and marshy or frequently flooded area of land. Hmm. A I mean, fen I think is a wetland? Yeah, I think a brackish fen would be quite accurate here. Yeah. And what Fen language? also has the Faeus implications to go along with the trolls. Mm -hmm. Fen. Brackfen. Brackfen. Brackish Fen, which sounds better. I think Brackish sounds better than Brackfen. Fenbrack. <laughs> Fenbrack. Fenfrack. End of the Fen. Vendlandia. Vendor more? <clears throat> Why don't we just do Brackish Fen for now? And if we decide we hate this name, you can just call it something else. Mm, dropping some war bombs right off the bat so in case this episode's a dud there's still some uh... some redeeming qualities at the beginning of it I like it <laughs> Fenland uh, that's pretty good actually why is Fenland good? Fenland? it's like Finland Finland, Fenland, Finland, okay. I don't know it just tickles me I love the puns great and the snake grass, I don't know about these uh, these two sections of woods here. I don't know if they need their own names or if they're just like, the snake grass, but they're wooded, you know? Mm-hmm. We can come up with names if we want. Yeah, and there's also this little inlet right here that probably needs a name. Mm-hmm. The oceans probably need names. Yeah, but I don't think we need to name everything right now. I think three... Considering how hard it was to name these three is enough for the time. We'll, we'll pop into the others. Uh, so you played with portals. Your ogre has set up a, a throne, not a throne, a shrine, a temple mm -hmm. um, to Velthara with, an am with her amulet in tow. Population of Necrot is on the rise. Your marriage to the town elder's granddaughter is still on the horizon. Or maybe we can, you know, roll right through that. Um, but that's coming up. What else? I think those are all the, the big points of what's going on. Yeah. Um, what does Devon want to do with his time I know there is uh, desires to gain spells and levels and powers and make items so how would you like to go about it um I've got a few spell ideas uh, we were also talking about a journey to the dwarven lands to see if we could recruit some craftsmen mm -hmm. um Maybe we can think of some spells. Where are we narratively? Is this just kind of this? It's winter, right? So this mm -hmm. is kind of like the long indoor hours, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although in this and part of the world, it's and... a still like Mediterranean-ish climate, so it's uh, mm -hmm. not too cold in the winter. You're not mm -hmm. going to really see any snow unless there's some freak weather patterns and. Mm. Uh, fewer daylight hours and you know colder temperatures maybe a little bit wetter um, but yeah. 
you know, how it goes. Yeah. Um, 70 degrees. Nice sun out. People at the beach still playing in the water. Dudes. Yeah. Okay. Well. So one of the spells I was looking at, or I was thinking of, mm-hmm. would be uh, called like extrude or something. It would forcibly or force a chunk of material in a chosen direction. Um, Devon would primarily use this to uh, ex- extrude minerals or ore deposits from the plane of Earth mm. as he opens it. Mm-hmm. But I could see it having other functions. I think it's kind of like a... It will be similar to dig, but probably lower in power level and slightly different in effect. Right, so maybe it could be a third level spell. Sounds pretty cool. Um, and could presumably be used violently. Like, it'd be like an instantaneous extrusion of material. Okay. But so, con- but it could, could conceptually be used in combat to, like, thrust a chunk of earth from the ground upwards at a creature. Okay. Or from a wall. Or maybe you extrude the creature's spleen. But... So, yeah, so it will move some specified volume of material in a direction mm-hmm. um, and then maybe deal damage on order with like a set spear thrust or something. So like a 2d6 on a roll to hit, maybe like a stunning or reeling effect. Okay. So I dig it. Ne- yeah. So probably combat abilities that are severely underpowered for a third level spell. Mm-hmm. Such that you wouldn't really want to use it in combat, but right? Maybe. But if you have it memorized, it's yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind some crossover there. Yeah, I like that. Um, and um, stone shape is third level and would be another oh, way of doing a similar thing, but definitely not what you're looking for because stone shape is like it wouldn't give you control over where the things in the rock are, but mm-hmm. it could sort of. They, that's third level seems like a very good area for this extrude spell. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, shall I write? On my yes. character sheet, my spell ideas. Uh, yeah, wherever or, you want. Character sheet's a great spot, but if you have like a document, a a text file, I have um, not started such. Is there a way to do a reverse JSON and like extract from a character sheet to go to your website? Uh, not quite exactly, but <laughs> I can copy and paste it in. Yeah. Yeah. Extrude your ass to your face. Right? Oh. You could do all sorts of creativity, but I think just be like, when in combat, roll the hit and deal 2d6, 2d4, 44. I was thinking like equivalent to like a spear. Mm-hmm. Um, in damage. And I was thinking it might be interesting to have a roll to hit and a save versus spell effect. So like roll to hit to do 2d6 damage, save versus spell to avoid reeling to- for a round. Yeah, that makes sense because then you hit them with it, and then whether or not they can handle the and there's you know yeah. trauma to the body. 
Yeah, or there's wiggle room for narrative. So like mm-hmm. maybe they the the attack misses, but they fail to save, so they like throw themselves out of the way and they're they lose a round, but they don't take the damage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, or they you know the thing goes to extrude with them and they kind of move in the same direction as it, so it doesn't quite pull out, but it still like stresses the inside in some way, shape, or form. Or you go to like you know, extrude their intestines and you end up just like extruding or not extruding, but like knocking them around and disrupting mm-hmm. the body cavity. I could see all sorts of stuff going on there. I get I started going through the list of wizard spells, not cleric, and assigning them common, uncommon, or rare types, depending on my perceived notion of their uh, frequency found within regular peoples. Say again, this is... For wizard spells, I'm starting to add like a common, uncommon, or rare tag to them. Oh, interesting. Hopefully I can have like automate a way of making spells or maybe like when you level up, you Make, can get spell books. You mean, you yeah, can choose any books. common spell, but mm-hmm. or if like you're in a town, we can like roll a, you know, a common spell might be available for purchase, but you'd have to go to the city to get the uncommon ones. And the rare ones require like, you know, I don't know. I think it'll just give us some tools to work with here. Yeah. You could also have like mythical or unique spells that like mm-hmm. you need to get like most of the ones we invent, like, to get Georg's handy metric, you have to journey to Georg's abandoned workshop and uh, right. rifle through his notes. Right, like someone has heard of Georg's handy metric and it's been written down and you know of it, but no one knows how to cast it until you, you know, find his skull and speak with dead and ask him how to cast the spell. Something. Um, so damage, uh, I wanted to base it off of like a spear set to receive charge. Do we want to do 44 for Neil spears? Should I just do 2d6 for like a basic ass spear? Uh, 44 seems fine. Yeah. Yeah. If we, if this showed up in a different universe with different spears, maybe we could, uh, yeah, but for a third level spell, you know, like a lightning bolt is 5d6. So yeah. 44 or 2d6 is going to be less than half damage from a lightning bolt and only at a single target. So that yeah. seems super weak for a third level spell, which makes this, you know, more of a side effect, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, five yards per level is a standard casting range, right? Mm-hmm. That seems fine. It's probably evocation or is it alteration if you're like taking a an existing piece of material and applying a force to it right so the that sounds like 
Sounds like evocation if you phrase it that way, but it could be altering. Yeah. What are there? Were there any other spells that move material? What's dig? Uh, a dig is evocation. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So move earth. What is this? Move earth is alteration. Anyways, dig. Yeah. So I think it would be evocation. Dig excavates 125 cubic feet per round. Oh, this is like a, this is like construction. Is, yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining just like a small volume, but it may be more useful if you're like, there's a crystal vein. Mm -hmm. Just like yank it out of the wall. I want to take all of the uh, copper out of this deposit and just have it. Does it maintain its solid form or does it become liquid in the process of extruding? Um, both probably. I'm imagining it apply. It's applying an instantaneous force. So in order to do that, right, the edges are probably going to melt as they like friction. Yeah, or melt like, or break or disintegrate due to friction into... at the edge. But more uh, can do like a force rather than like a disintegrate. Right. Right. So. I... Ah. So if you've got like a vein of metal running through earth then it kind of like breaks and snakes and has different edges and you extrude it are you just going to get like the core or all the parts that come off to the side also going to break out of the earth i mean i think like any like any similar spell the wizard chooses like the target and the direction so mm -hmm. you can like if you've got a quartz vein that you're trying to preserve you could like target it in that specific area and try and extrude just the quartz but it's a physical force so it's going to Okay. probably crack it and chip it and damage it okay um if you've got if, if there's a specific goal in mind i feel that would be like case of like okay make a spellcraft check to like properly aim it or make an intelligence check to try and extrude this crystal without damaging it mm -hmm. okay then it would have to be on like a I want to say like an object like you could extrude someone's liver or you could extrude the like i I wanted to avoid ground, that. But... I wanted it to be able to, but like if you're, you can target a rock, like a section of rock with it as well, or like the okay. ground. The ground is certainly not homogenous. So you could just like make a pillar of earth shoot up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I guess the next question would be, what volume of earth? That's what I was trying to calculate. Dig is 125 cubic feet per round, and it's one round per level. So maybe like a cubic foot per level or something, right? It's still like an order of magnitude less than dig. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two orders of magnitude less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would be like, we'd probably need to know exactly how much. Um, do you think the dimensions should be specified or can it just be, um... right? If you take a cubic foot, that's a foot by foot by foot. That's actually getting to be pretty big. Yeah, cubic foot's a lot of space. Hmm. Well, if it's a, I think if you're gonna like raise a column before you in the earth, you might want yeah. it to be a cubic foot. Yeah. Or maybe even like you know many feet on a side. Yeah. So a cubic up to one cubic foot for level. Yeah. And then maybe like throw a minimum dimension on that so you can't be like, it's a cubic foot, but it's only a quarter inch by a quarter inch by a mile. 
you know, some sort of minimum cross section of half a foot or some. Well, yeah, I mean, or maybe less volume or sorry, less. Yeah, less like it's a maximum volume, right? Mm hmm. So, like, I was imagining this being used to make an earth spike, like underneath, like in combat, you'd be like, and you pull out a spear of earth from the ground. And you Love it. Enemy. Love it. Um, in which case, like, it's going to be smaller than half. Like, it's gonna, it'll have a point to it. Mm hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm imagining generally this is a spell that gets applied fast and loose, and you just like you apply this instantaneous force. To mm -hmm. read, but eventually it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to use this for mining. So you need to know exactly how much material can be moved. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I think just applying, ca yeah. Hmm. There's going to be a little bit of crossover, perhaps, with Wall of Stone. And I just want to make sure we don't accidentally make so a wall of third stone level Wall of Stone spell. Wall of Stone conjures um, stone from somewhere else, right? This is like applying a force to a particular area. Mm -hmm. um, I think if it's like, I want to, I think I want to, I, how I want to nerf or limit the power level of the spell is to leave a lot of room for interpretation for the DM. Okay. Um, so, like, caveats I'm writing is, like, that it may damage the material or surrounding okay. materials. Uh-huh. Or... And if you were to make a spike rise out of the ground, there would just be a vacuum underneath it. So as soon as right. the force is gone, it might. I, cave I kind in of or like the back. idea of, of it making permanent changes, but mm -hmm. like, right? Because I'd like to be able to pull out a spike and leave the spike there. But like, what happens to the vacuum left behind? Mm hmm. Hmm. We can ignore the vacuum below. It's magic, you know. It could the earth could fill in on either side behind yeah, it. Yeah, right. Right. So I think, yeah, I think that's more likely. Mm hmm. Um. Uh, and then a save is in the is in the cards for the like you, the, a creature that this is targeted against gets a save. But I could also see like a structure getting a save, right? So if you're like in any way, right? So, like, if you're using, I don't know, like, if you're using this to pull up, uh, to create a barrier, maybe the surrounding walls get a save to resist it. Mm hmm Or maybe the material you're pulling it from gets a save. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, so I don't think generally it would get a, you would maybe need like a saving throw, but if, like... stone would get a save. Like, yeah. you know, the, the battlements of the fortress get a save, but, you know, the... 
the earth just kind of out in the middle of nowhere or like the farmer's field doesn't get a save. That seems fair. Casting time. I want it to be fast, but, almost, but typical for third level spells. Is, is a casting time of one per spell level a standard thing? Yes. I think that almost is. So for wizards, it's three. almost always one per spell level. Okay. Um, I don't have material components yet, but there may be an appropriately arcane component. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I think for this campaign, it almost doesn't matter, but like... Uh, Ooh, maybe it could be a you... sample of what you want to extrude. So if you want to like extrude the earth, you just take a handful of dirt while you cast a spell. And if you want to extrude like the metal from within the earth specifically, you know, you need a sample of that metal. Yeah. I wanted to avoid it, ha it being like a particular... Like, I don't think it would... Avoid it being a particular material or object. Right, I think it's more of like an area of effect, right? So you, you wouldn't right, be like, right. I extrude all of the gold from this rock. Yeah, you I, might think be like, I think it's a little more sloppy than that. I'm going right? to make like a spike of rock come out in the area of the gold vein, and now we'll just take yeah. that and break it up and melt it down. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Um, then you might need to mark either, I guess in the air, since it's not a touch attack or a touch spell, then mark an area somehow. So, some sort of, like, outlining tool or force? Um, I think that's almost in, like, the setup. That'd be, like, having the character make an intelligence check to, like, do the measurements beforehand and try and line it up. I was thinking more, some, like, there's a lot of dye already in... I'm thinking, like, what... Or, like, the little thing that pushes out uh, in, like, manufacturing... Oh, you mean like yeah. a press or a? What would yeah, you call it? yeah. I'd even be just called an extruder. Extruder. Sounds like or a... like a screw. Hmm. Hmm. An I extruder a... is simply the machine used to complete the extrusion process. Yeah, I like a. I think a screw made of. Probably made of anything, right? Yeah, I don't see a reason why this would need to be a particularly expensive spell component. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, for like Augury or whatever, you need expensive dragon bones because no. it's a forever useful, powerful spell. But this seems fairly limited in scope, um, which is nice. And screws are hard enough to make that you're going to need a right, proper yeah. smith to do it. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. How much should we say a screw costs? Cop a silver? Yeah, I would say a screw costs a silver. Mm. 
There's a, oh, that's the wrong one. There's a first pass, if you'd like to take a look. Oh, there's a, there's a separate materials section, isn't there? Material components, screw. Roughly forest, we damage materials, surrounding materials. Oh, sorry. When used offensively, spells deals up to 44 damage to one creature. Successful save. Hit. D20 plus wizard level. Okay, yeah. yeah. So as if I would. There's like not Melf's a. Arrow and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Does Melf's Sassadero have a way of specifying? I was, I was lamenting that there's not a way in. There's As not it, a standardized 2E like spell attack roll. Yeah, Melf's Asadero says the wizard makes an attack roll as if fired by the an, a fighter of an equal level, not including proficiency, like, you know, the penalties for <laughs> non-proficiency or blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a mouthful. I figured, I figured just using wizard level as that or as hit bonus. It's slightly better than mm-hmm. fighter of equivalent level, but I, yeah, I don't know. Close yeah, enough. that's fine. That's fine. And then I guess I need to make a uh, spell learn check, don't I? Um, yeah, and spell get... research check. Yeah. Um, you already can... think I think have completed the like processes for learning the spell with the whole extracting things from the elemental plane of Earth. Mm-hmm. I think that is like would easily cover any of the research needs you would have had. And could even be the time frame. I don't remember if I, I don't think I was doing anything else in those time, but that could be some of the weeks of research. I don't know where my book is. Um, I can probably look up. Research. In the DMG, uh, spell research is. I think there's a DMG section, but there's also the spells and magic section. Oh yeah, what I'm looking for. I do not have that book. Ah. Speaking of things you do not have, I have a growing pile of like various gifts that you were supposed to have received over the last five or six years. I'm like, oh, I'll give Brian to this for his birthday. And then like five years pass and I still haven't mailed it to you. (laughs) It's a small pile of things. Uh, So at some point I'll need your new mailing address. Yeah. Well, should be Uh, permanent. Wonderful. Okay. Well, research, research, blah, 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 potions. No. Bells. Signature spells, no. Recharging magic items. Items that no players should ever create. <laughs> Is that an actual section? It's an actual section. The Amulet of Malchus. Yeah. Spheres of Annihilation, decks of many things are the two that they specifically call out, I think. Yeah. All right. Proposing spell, describing a spell, conducting research. Uh, base success chance, 10% plus one point for relevant ability. Intelligence plus one point for experience level, minus twice the spell level. 
So so my level is six. The spell level is three. So that negates. So it's just ten percent plus int. Plus int, which is sixteen. So a total of twenty six. Okay, and then for um, every week that you continue to work on it, you get another ten percent. And that can be cumulative, right? You can. Yes. Th- so is the base time one week? Uh, I think the base time is two weeks. Okay, and it doesn't matter the spell level. Uh, oh, two weeks per spell level. Good call. So six weeks is the base. Yeah. And only if I roll a 95 to 100 is there a problem. Or is it 99, 99 or... to 100? Yeah. So I so unless you're really worried about rolling a 99 or 100, mm-hmm. you're better off just rolling it six weeks and then checking to see when it finally finishes, right? Yeah, just to roll at six weeks at... Yeah. And then it's 10% per week? Yep. So after... So week seven, so seven be, weeks there you is go. a pass. Is a pass. Excellent. All right. So you will create the extrude spell. Asik. I don't. I don't want to immediately go abusing this, but I think we'll do one more of those. Minor gateway assistant holds the portal open, and I extrude from it. Um, do I need to like? Role play or make charisma checks to convince no, no, no. my assistant to do this again after the uh, Earth Elemental incident? Uh, of course not. Of course not. If he was a squeamish she... assistant, she, I'm sorry, if she was a squeamish assistant who would uh, flee, she would have fled at that point. That she stuck around at all is indicating she's willing to go the extra mile to uh, great, get the great magics from you. Yeah. Does the mine be- get up and running like once the Earth Elemental has moved on? It does. And I we've think there's mourned a... the, we've mourned the loss of the two dead miners or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then was, like there's the safety one dead meeting. Miner, about... And then there was like some idiot took it upon them. The foreman took it upon himself to assign watchmen to the mine who promptly got murdered. Yeah, yeah. And then you need to have like the safety meeting about how to prevent this in the future. And everyone <laughs> needs to get a hard hat. You know, there's like it yeah. takes a while to get the mine up and running again anti-earth elemental hard hat <laughs> there's protesters out front right. you know so i'd like to make and then so we can get heifer there's i mean we heifer make some screws mm-hmm. maybe invents the screw as a part of this mm-hmm. you mentioned you need like a circular applying force and he's like oh well if i just twist this piece of metal wow this is way better than a nail mm-hmm um, so I'd like to make one more roll on the uh, elemental plane of earth sheet or table that you invented. Do you have that handy? I do. It is still open from when we played it last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, roll me a 2d8. Do we do this in the mine again or do we do this somewhere else? Uh, I think we do this somewhere else. I think you do it somewhere else. Too. Like out, this is, we do this like out behind the, the hills behind behind town. Devon's, uh, what are we, it's not a tower yet. Devon's shack. Yeah. Out in the, like, in the fallowed vineyard or the, right, there's a, there's a mm. vineyard that's supposed to be constructed, but. Right. It's, uh, it's manager is a bit of a layabout and drunkard. He'll and get, it's also winter. Yeah, so spring like, is coming. He's going to plant yeah. the grapes. Don't worry about it. You know, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, that's more <laughs> iron. All right, well, I extrude a bit of iron. Is there Are there any earth elementals that come with it? What about an oh. iron elemental? Oh, that would be terrifying. 
Uh, no, what about, uh, no elementals. What about That's fine. Cal William Marshall burrowing his way through the uh, <laughs> elemental plane of Earth. <laughs> he just pops his head out. What the fuck is this? And heads back in. Unfortunately, no, but you do extract a great amount of iron, you know, enough for. Yeah, oops, I did not mean to enlarge. Um, Extrude Uh, could do up to six six cubic feet of iron, which is way more than would be available here. Right, but you can get a like a nice long chunk of iron that just shunts itself all the way out of the of the the portal and then Mm -hmm. clatters to the ground with rocks around it and the miners grab it and haul it all the way out before the well, again, this wasn't near the, the mine. No, this is out back, so I think I will have Heifer or Kronos Heifer around, then. yeah, drag it back to his forge and continue smelting into iron weapons and equipment. Yes. Well, Necrot, once a poor remote goat herder town, is now the center of mining and industry. You have a great, if sort of ugly and easy to make fun of, smith. Um, you have huge mineral production and metal production far exceeding the capabilities of this tiny little town. You will soon be flush with wealth. The other spells I was thinking about were the magic chair spell that we memed about. I I caught up on uh, Tombs of Scoria if that wasn't obvious yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if Maybe we'll, maybe we'll invent the magic chair spell another time. <laughs> Up to you. I feel like that'd be like a second level spell. What level is like continual light? When can you first second. start making permanent mat? Second level? Yeah. Are you sure it's not third for wizards or something? Ooh, it might be third second, for wizards. Just, I think it's second level priest. Third level wizard spell. He knows his shit. But maybe a second level wizard spell would be fine. For which? For like... Um, Magic chair that makes uh, oh the uncomfortable the wizard chair makes the chair yeah. mildly uncomfortable, mildly uncomfortable for anyone other than uh, the chosen whatever <laughs> to sit in it. We can flesh that out another time. Yeah, um, and frisky then I chest wanted... is a second level spell and permanent as well. It might so. be a higher level spell. But I would like to uh, reverse engineer some wizard healing at a lower level than is currently available. So there is precedent for this. Polymorph Other is a fourth level spell, and that heals you D12 HP. And then the sixth level spell, Trollish Fortitude, would be kind of the, that's like the, that's three HP per level, three HP per round per level. Mm. But I think inventing a low, a lower power version of that using troll, this troll blood as a spell component, probably so probably to regenerate, to allow the the recipient to regenerate one HP per round for a small number of rounds. Mm. And so we need to figure out what level spell that bit is. But I think that kind of gets around the whole wizards can't have healing, right? Well, I mean, regenerating XHP per round for a small number of rounds is essentially saying non-combat healing, right? You could cast it going into combat too, when or in Certain, combat But what too, I'm saying is that yeah. you will—it'll essentially just be a healing spell, right? Um, but like, but usually wizards don't get healing spells, but they've already got this uh, necromancy tr- regeneration spell. They've they've already got polymorphs that give you a heal when it expires. 
Trollish Sorry. Fortitude, uh, while it spells an effect, the caster regenerates 3 HP per round until you reach your normal maximum. And, and it has gain... a duration of one round per level. So it's. And you regrow limbs and stuff too. Okay. Yeah, while well, the spell is in effect, the character can rejoin severed limbs simply by holding them in place. So I, I think base. Is there a regeneration? Oh, there is re regeneration. Is a pre spell that's like seventh level. But something along. Yeah. Regenerate is a name. Maybe just from regenerate to regenerate. Like a spell. A regeneration. Okay. Something like that. That gives you like a one HP per round, maybe one round per level. Regeneration. Right. If Some... it's if it's how do spells typically scale? So if the six if it's a, if a sixth level spell is three HP per round. I think if you do a third level version of it, it would probably be like one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that is that possible? That seems Earlier than I was fearing, fourth level. So polymorph self is a fourth level spell. The main fo the main reason you cast that spell is to transform. But a side effect is the D twelve HP. Okay, yeah. So maybe third level is appropriate. Because D twelve is going to be uh, six and a half HP on average, and you'll be a ninth level caster when you cast that. So that's less than one HP per level, but mm -hmm. that's a side effect th from a much more powerful ability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we could even make like the spell component uh, blood from a two headed troll or something like that. To, mm -hmm. Like that would so for this campaign that's easy access, but usually that's like a very rare spell component right so it's not Maybe a spell troll blood is rare enough but yeah so it's like yeah and third level is also like fireball and you're not going to want to be using third level spell slots on healing abilities yeah and i don't think you ever get quite a lot of them healing abilities uh third level spell slots oh um i mean eventually you get five of them but yeah but by that time i think you're like crazy high level what is the progression of third level spell slots? Um, one at fifth, two at through sixth, through seven, three, eight, nine, ten. Okay, actually, by tenth level, you have three. By eleventh level, you have four. You have five by thirteenth level. Yeah. So I could see one HP per round, one round per level third level spell requiring exotic spell components like blood from a two-headed troll. Yeah. That seems fair. Should we invent that now? Yeah, why not? It sounds great. Okay. Um, did you have a better idea for a name other than regeneration? Like, I don't... I like the regener I like simple spell names that mm -hmm. haven't already been utilized. So, like, mm -hmm. that extrude was, like, right up my alley. Yeah. Like, here's... It feels like a spell that should exist. Um, the trouble is regenerate is already like a seventh level, right? Right. Free spell that literally regenerates limb. Ooh. Restoration. What do they call it? in... it's usually regeneration. I'm thinking in like video games, you're like HP regen. Right. It's usually just like heal or yeah. heal three, regenerate, cure wounds. Um blessed something but we could do you could do like transmute life force or something why well, don't something simple uh yeah that's exactly the opposite i suppose 
Maldapt. Range, touch, AoE, one creature. Casting time, maybe make this a longer casting time. Six. Duration, one. Save. And A. Would there be a way to reverse this to do one damage per round? It's probably not even worth casting. Maybe. I have a, a spell called Reverse Healing, which essentially um, reverses healing. So if you're wounded and you heal naturally at a rate of one per day, this will cause you to take damage at a rate of one per day. That's interesting. That's, or mm -hmm. if you cast a Cure Light Wounds, it, that all deals damage. Then that all deal damage, right. That's a cool spell. What level is that? Third level. Um, its specific use is really for trolls, because then you wound a troll, cast Reverse Ooh. Healing, and run away, and they'll just like take three points of damage around until well, they sorry, die. Sorry, what level did you say it was? Third level. Third necromancy. Level, yeah. Reverse Healing. Uh, this could be an enhanced healing or a improve healing. Um, any caveats I should add? Like it doesn't, it does really doesn't heal wounds. It might stop bleeding. Yeah, it even stop bleeding. Yeah, I think stopping bleeding is minor. fine. How yeah. would it affect a creature that already has innate natural healing? Like, if you cast it on a troll, does the troll still gain one per round, or does the troll go into, like, ultra heal mode? Is it, like, a day's um, I... worth of healing in a round? Oh, that seems like it would be easy to exploit. I would yeah. think it'd just be additive. So, like, the okay. troll would heal one more HP per round. Okay. Should I say heal one extra hit point per round? <laughs> That's fine. That'll work. Um, the is a cloth of blood. A two-headed troll assumed by the recipient. Let's see, so this spell may stop. Is severe bleeding something I shouldn't, or is bleeding in general, stopping uh, bleeding in general? Fine. Severe bleeding is the like D6 One. times 10 H percent HP per round, right? Yeah. So I'll say this spell may stop minor bleeding. Minor or major, because but... major is one per round, minor is one per 10 rounds. But will not usually um, specific injuries. I'll yeah. leave usually in there as like a yeah for very points. specific situations. That seems fine. How does that look? Sure. Off of blood from a two-headed troll consumed by the recipient. Yes. Um, no ability to damage anything. Touch. 
tactics casting time. Basically, a mid-level way for a wizard to cheat the generalization that wizards can't heal. Mm-hmm. Is this so? Devon casts this; it will heal six HP. Mm-hmm. I could heal the full pretty quick if I just sit around all day drinking troll blood. I'm trying to think like end game. Yeah, because we're using the not spell game, point like a, system. You're going to be yeah. able to abuse this a hell of a lot more. I, if you're okay, like I feel like for a solo campaign, that's fine. I'm not worried about that's it. Right, like, yeah, I think for Devon to sit around drinking troll blood to heal up seems fair enough. Mm-hmm. And then you can limit this if it were if a wizard were to try to pick this up in a regular campaign. They're not going to have a ton of third level spell slots to throw around. They're probably not going to have an infinite quantity of two-headed troll blood to chug. And I can also just be like, it's not available. Sorry. No, you can't learn that spell. Yeah. We can just shut it off if needed. It's a a foreign spell you've heard of, but no idea how to make it happen. If you want to go on an adventure to get the spell, we can make it an Mm -hmm. adventure. You know, that sort of... And my intention is that if there's clerics handy... This is probably not worth doing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I also kind of wanted troll blood to be useful, but maybe not. Any reason why we might want to limit the number of times a person can benefit from this in a single mm-hmm. day? Uh, no, but I could see that just for I could see like once per a creature can only be can only. Or maybe saving throws or something. Mm. Or like right, like if, if you get this cast on you more than once per day, make a saving throw or become ill from all the troll blood you're drinking. Ooh. I like that. Drinking troll blood is probably not great for you. Maybe like should this it be spell... every time you cast it should like every time you receive it, do you have a chance of being ill, or should there be one freebie? Um One freebie sounds fair, okay. and we could even phrase it as like the spell isn't what's damaging; it's the troll blood that's damaging. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, drinking more than one draft of troll's blood in a day has a cumulative, you know, ten percent chance of causing the person to be violently ill for mm-hmm. something, something, something. Although I don't know if ten percent is the right number to put there. Um, should we specify the duration of the illness or just leave that up to I think we can just leave that up to the DM and maybe a con check instead of a saving throw and that way you can well yeah, I don't know saving throw allows it for higher level characters to overcome it more easily yeah on check makes more sense for like dwarves to be a strong recipient of the spell. They also get bonus to saves for con. That's true. That's true.
Okay. How does that look? Do. I'm going to draft a little bit of minus one penalties for each additional roll or become a violent little. Yeah, perfect. Great. Okay. Um, so I'll do my D100. Less than 26. Oh, almost. So close. Less than 36. Oh. 46. There we go. And a two. So eight weeks. Eight. And the other one took seven. So that's another 15 weeks, which is uh, just about four months. So we should be well into spring by now. Um, And probably the weather getting better. Maybe I'm planning my trip to the dwarves. I thought you were going to say you're planning your wedding with your blushing bride-to-be. Springtime. No, I think you guys agreed on a summertime wedding. Um, It was uh, to coincide with Dorboff and Guam or whatever you've rebranded them as, which I think might have been in the fall. Yeah. Ooh, might be in the fall. Um, and we can change the name of that regeneration spell if inspiration strikes us with something better August 7 mm, okay yeah. you can just let your wife plan the whole wedding she won't be mad at all right Uh, you'll have to Def- uh, lend a hand but not change any input right you are a support mechanism there are, are moments where you're absolutely supposed to act, and the rest of the time, you know. Yeah. So I think we've we've moved the troll blood fountain to the temple of Velthara, correct? Correct. Vel- to Velthara's crack. To Velthara's crack. Velthara's crevice. Yeah. Okay. So that's probably one of the reasons this spell research takes so damn long. I've got to constantly be traveling. Mm-hmm. Whatever Sampling. this is, a few days journey. You get violently ill a few times drinking too much (laughs) troll's blood. (laughs) Right. I think this is Devon trying to like reverse engineer whatever, uh, uh, not Hagatha, Atropos Mm -hmm. was brewing. Like she had some DM hacks, uh, healing potions that she was making out of the two headed troll blood. Mm hmm. This is Devon's. Stubbornly trying to uh, reverse engineer it without asking her for instructions. <laughs> right. Getting himself right. sick, but eventually inventing a spell that will kind of work. Mm-hmm. I guess I never tested how much, uh, how many troll blood potions I could drink before getting violently ill. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we take our first break here so I can go Sounds get good. some more coffee and we will be back on the other side with some more Dicing with Death. Sounds good. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dicing with Death. We've got two spells down, a whole bunch of regional names down, and uh, we're moving on into spring, somewhere in spring. Out here in the Red Hills. Mm. Um, mm. Let's see. Yeah, do you have anything to fill me in on? Has there been any... uh events or occurrences well i wanted to check on how much xp is that you get for learning spells it's not I was a huge the same right thing um it's sizable it's almost like wizards shouldn't adventure they should ju- if they had enough money they would just sit at home researching spells i think that's how most wizards level though um, yeah 
but I just leveled, so I need about 20,000 wizard okay. XP to hit level 7. Alright, so we're probably not going to get there uh, yeah. from two spells. A0 is saying 5 XP per spell level. A0 is lying 500. to you. A 500, no. okay, okay. Yeah, sorry, did I say 5? <laughs> you said 500. 5. <laughs> yeah, 500. That's ridiculous. For spell research. Okay. And then I think it's like, a, is it 50 per cat for casting? And then like a hundred for learning. Am I making up the fact that you get any for learning? Uh, learning is one that we've been implementing on our own for funsies. Yeah. Uh, 500 per spell level is right. And 50 spell per research. casting. Yeah, for research is right. And 50 per casting is right to overcome foes or problems. Uh, and so you did two third level spells. So that should be uh, 1500 times two. So 3000 XP for spells. Yeah. Is I... you needed 20,000? Yeah. All right. So, that's, you know, it's a chunk, but it's not worth adding now. Do it at the end of the session or something. Right, right. Wow. Uh, so let's so, see. So, current events? Yes. Uh, current events is going to mostly be occupied with the, um, what's the term? Uh, the immigration to Necrot, the people coming from the other villages. Uh, it starts with, you know, traders coming by because they hear that Necrot has a really good smith and they need a new plow or they need a new shovel or whatever. And then all of a sudden there's all this metal lying around Necrot and your smith is busy full time just making stuff. And at this point he could just makes whatever he wants because there's enough call that he can sell it. And uh, you guys have this huge minting process. I did some quick math earlier. A cubic foot of iron... Uh, weighs like what 491 pounds sounds about right um which is if at 50 coins to the pound is 24,550 coins of iron so okay. if one of those extrude spells if you can there was get... only the one but yeah right and then there were the we other... also mined a bunch yeah exactly so i think in the relatively short period of time uh, acropolis is overflowing ne with uh, ne not Crops, necrot, necrot. Necrot is overflowing with uh, precious metal resources. And um, a topic that is going to come up is minting. Um, there's not a lot of coins in the area, but there's a lot of metal lying around. And people are going to need some sort of currency to work with. We've found already there's a, just a lack of coins in the region to, to make money work. Didn't we talk about this last time? Oh, did no. we? That's I mean, so yeah. possible. Yeah, we, yeah. Um, I don't know the exact conclusion, but as a uh, wedding gift, Devon was minting a bunch of coins with uh, Dorboff and Guam on them, or like himself and his wife on them. This sounds right. Yeah. And so that was going to be, I think those were, but I think those might have been copper from the initial, from the copper mine. Yeah, he starts. And the plan was to divvy this up as a uh, citizenship right, right mm -hmm. to like be like, oh. are you right? You citizens of Necrot have a right to the uh, to the wealth of the land. We put this copper mine here in town, so right. everyone gets a portion of it, and then we were going to tax back. Right. And so it'd be like so. 
So if you're local, you're making some money, right? You're getting paid out these coins and they're taking some of it away. If you are not a citizen of Necrot, if you're just like coming here to be a merchant or something like that, or like passing through and selling your wares, then the taxes wind up being a net cost of doing business in Necrot. Right, right, right. So we're taking the I United think we have maybe Emirates. appointed like Devon's future mother-in-law as the mistress of coin or something like that. That sounds all correct. Yes. None of this is in your notes. Uh, notes? I wasn't what talking notes? to you. I was talking to McTacky. Uh, yes, <laughs> there are some in his notes here. He decides to start producing copper coins engraved with Devon's head on one side and Helen's on the other, Helen mixed with symbols of Mathis and Safi. The plan is to give out coins at Devon and Helen's wedding and introduce taxation around the same time. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Well then, and I, um, and I thought we were leaving the current elder's wife in charge of the treasury or etc. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe that eventually, will... maybe eventually Helen. I don't know. That will answer those questions. She will propose, you know, doing a similar thing with iron coins, or at least minting iron coins, because you have a yeah. huge backload of those. Should um, those be separate? Perhaps a different mint. Um, Did, like yeah. was there a proposal for who what's on them or and is this getting done beforehand i think the the proposal comes when there's a bunch of iron lying around and in the months of you doing your spell research yeah i don't shield. think the iron is as communal as the so the copper issue was there's this copper mine in necrot mm -hmm. that we are benefiting from and it right and there was mm -hmm. a bit about land dispute there was that angry landowner although he wasn't actually from here he kind of just showed up and staked out a claim and well, struck it rich with the copper the proposal then is to use um half of the iron to mint coins for the necrot treasury and then the other half as raw materials for tools mm -hmm. um and but these think... like belong to necrot which is basically they belong to Devon. Us. Devon. Well, and, and the, and the town elder, and, but we're about yeah. to uh, merge families, right? So the mm -hmm. the treasury of Necrot is the elder's vault, isn't it? The elder's basement or something like that? Uh, yeah, right or now is... it's a small box in his house about yay big. Um, the treasury of Necrot is quite minor, and uh, mm -hmm. it's about to become overflowing with wealth. So they're going to have to build a vault to store this. That So they're about to build the treasury of Necrot. They would love to build a treasury, but they have no idea how to do it. So they come to you asking if they can... Uh, oh, did we move Platos to Valthara's crevasse? Or is oh, he here does in he want to be there? I thought he was staying at the Quanat in Necrot. Okay, but... that's what I thought he was doing. That's Yes, that's where he would like to be. And that's yeah. where they suggest putting the money. Uh, you know, let Underneath. Platos guard it. Yeah, um... I don't is know Plotos if that's a... an earshot when they suggest this. I think Devon would warn them that Plotos is a uh, fickle god, as many are, and a uh, fickle spirit. Maybe he doesn't use the word god. Fickle mm -hmm. spirit, as most are. Um, he would make an excellent guardian, but there is the potential for complications when you uh, attempt to withdraw. <sighs> but Well, do you have another suggestion? No, I think... I think Platos could be just fine. Um, just need to make sure we uh, keep him, he, we stay in uh, his good graces. 
he's fatter and happier than he ever has been. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Huh. could also build the vault like beneath him, so that he is like guarding it, but not necessarily like he's not in the vault or he's not. Or he's, like, you're not putting the snake on top yeah. of the pile of coins. You're putting him. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it'd be like underneath him. Mm-hmm. Entrance nearby. So if he's really pissed off, maybe he could lunge and attack someone who's trying to open the vault door. But like, it's not actually like you don't have to like go through his house to get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll probably is for the oh Akitos was becoming our resident architect. Yes, he has moved from part-time carpenter to full-time foreman? Contractor. Full-time contractor. Um, And we have Heifer, but he's more of a smith. Although, Mm -hmm. if you're making a vault, you probably want to secure it with iron bars and things. Mm -hmm. Yep. Makes sense. Um, Is Uh, he also minting the coins? He will probably create the, the mint itself. Um, the what mm-hmm. do you call it, the striker things? But you, he'll want to probably pass that work off to somebody else to do because that's is there high labor intensity but low skill level to make the to actually like strike the coins? Yeah, is that uh, is does such labor exist in Necrot? Uh, well, there are lots of people coming to Necrot hoping to find wealth to find you know to join in on this rising society to get away from shoveling shit and herding goats. Mm-hmm. So there is a burgeoning labor pool that is somewhat getting tapped by the locals. You know, with all their fresh coins around, people are finding they can hire this this immigrant labor to to manage their fields for them. Wow. It just it makes sense economically in this uh burgeoning society. That's how it always happens. Indeed. Um. Okay, but there were no. So there's no. Are there apprentices for Heifer? Is that the thing, or are there other smiths that show up and can just? There are no other smiths. Um, he will probably. Now that you mention it, he's going to need an apprentice. apprentice. He doesn't seem the most sociable. He's not. But work needs doing. And mm-hmm. if he's the boss, and they're not going to be mocking him and making fun of him and talking shit about him. It's probably workable for him. Yeah. Um. So let's just roll some dice here. You will so get we... a pair of assistants. Yeah. Okay. So eventually, I mean, we are about to go to dwarf country and see mm-hmm. if we can convince some of them to come back. Mm-hmm. But I thought it might be easier to persuade them with iron coins in hand. Mm-hmm. Right, so if this first mint is coming out about now, mm-hmm. it might be prudent for Devon to take a bunch with him. Oh, plus two assistant. Uh, what do we call it? apprentices? Yeah. Effer. We can work out details of who they are when we need to interact with them. <clears throat> and they will go about striking iron coins with uh, fervor and joy because now they actually have something to do with their time. So what are we putting on the iron coins? 
a great question. Um, you okay. and your to-be wife are on the copper coins. Maybe the iron coins can be the elder and his wife? Mm, I feel like having the two heads was a bit unusual and more of an homage to well, Dorboff and Guam. Uh, then um, perhaps they can do... And maybe a, maybe a hammer for Sayor and Heifer. Mm. And a uh, and it's iron as well, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a hammer. So usually there's like a symbol on one side and a face on another or something. Mm-hmm. I think the elder's wife may be appropriate since if she is the mistress of coin. Okay. We can eventually we t- we tell the elder eventually he'll be on the gold coins, but you know he might be dead by the time we're minting gold. So <laughs> we'll see if we have to follow through on that promise. Uh huh. Is there a sigil for necrot or a symbol for the hills or anything? No. No, this area will need new symbolism as it rises. I like the symbol for the rest. So I think a, it'll be a hammer on hills. So it could probably almost be this the hilltop on your hex mm, with mm-hmm. just like a hammer of Sayor across it. Nice. Maybe that's Heifer's mark. I don't know. Does he have a mark? Uh, not as a... He must have a mark. Um, yeah. I think his mark is a, 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 pet of, a pair of horns. He's taken okay. the Heifer name personally. Um, and okay. so horns maybe the uh, first edition the first minting has the little horns on them the ones that he does himself but then like when he hands off the die the horns maybe not on there mm-hmm. but this this first batch of uh, of iron coins will have the hills and the hammer with little horns over over top nice and uh, and the mistress of coins face on the other side Uh, and how many of these coins did you say got minted? Did you say 24,000? Uh, that was in a cubic so. foot, right? Right. It's times 50. So there's room for 24,550. But if you're going to use half the metal for tools instead of coin making, then we're at yeah. 12,300 to round it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is a lot of coinage. That's um, uh, so the- 245 pounds worth of coins. Yeah. Uh, and you wanted to take some of these and head to dwarven lands and and what what do you need from these dwarves? Uh, dwarves. We wanted uh, to persuade craftsmen that Necron is a burgeoning burgeoning metropolis and uh, they should consider immigrating there. Mm-hmm. And I think I will bring with me a. Uh, like a a, a lock bo- a strong box packed with our iron coins, mm-hmm. either as like a signing bonus or, yeah. Great, yeah. Okay, uh, and I think wow. I will probably take a goat with me, laden with the iron, with the uh, with water and food for the journey. Mm-hmm. Maybe two goats in case one of them gets eaten by a troll. <laughs> uh, how are you going to get there? Because you're going to have to cross the Brackish Fen to get anywhere, really. Yeah, I think we were just going to. Cr- I think I was just going to cross it. Do we have any idea where dwarves are? I don't think I do. Do I? Somewhere this direction, yeah. generally. I, yeah. I, there's nothing on the map. I was for some. I feel like I was told or imagined there to be mountains here with dwarves in them, but maybe I'm way off base. But if that sounds approximately correct, I think my plan is to just head across the fen on foot. Uh, with a pair of donkeys hauling your coins? With a pair of goats 
constantly. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what is your apprentice to do while you were gone? Man the fort. Right. Keep an eye on uh, on Devon's little shack, mm -hmm. on Plotos's shrine. Mm -hmm. um, she's probably, yeah. She may be more uh, Plotos's uh, apprentice than I at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much constant care and attention he needs. Maybe if the people of Necrod are giving him enough tribute, he doesn't need much tending, but. Okay. Yeah. Pull down the Maybe. fort. Maybe it's, a maybe it's a vacation while the master's away. With the, with ah, that it's the like, there. now practice this <sighs> spell 50 times while I'm away. And as soon right. as Devon's out of the place, it's a, a party at your house. Let's Something see how like it goes. Right. right. Well, um, let's bring you through the hills and the mountains. Well, the hills, really. And get you to the edge of the Brackish Fen. Um, I think we'd rather play than fuss with spell components, but we should probably say that I've replenished my uh, my armor spell components. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to need a more reliable source for blessed leather rather than begging your snake to shit out yeah. another snake every couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, the plan was to lure back a a cleric. Ah, um, I think go. the would I think the would be cleric slash healer got nabbed up by Atropos because we forgot what she was supposed to be here for, and so mm. she didn't make it all the way to Necrot. She stopped at Atropos's cave asking for directions, and she never left. And now she's massaging Atropos's crinkled feet, the varicose veins. Yeah, yeah. Eesh. All right. I well, guess there's a. Oh, hold on. We've got Kronos. He's base. Is he a priest of Velthara at this point, or is he just? Have you know the what? Amulet? He is a priest of Velthara. He's got the amulet. That's her being like, "You're my priest now, buddy." Flapping him on the back. Yeah. Um, I don't see why he couldn't bless your leather for you from here on out. Yeah. Right. Should I make a small detour to? Uh... Uh, to the temple to do so, or would this have been done? I think in this the will have would have been, Yeah, this would have been done in that time, and you can have, you know, pretty much as much leather as you need. I think the, uh, this giant owes you a great debt, and is how would you say, um, not quite in your service, but uh, looks highly upon you as a a leader yeah. of men. Um, so I think what I've got is like a leather belt or even just like a leather blessed leather rope tied around my waist for essentially infinite castings of this mm -hmm. break off a section at a time or just yeah. hold it up and let it like fizzle away right i think it literally says a scrap of blessed leather right mm -hmm. um Oh, it's finely cured leather that has been blessed by a priest oh not even a cleric Although maybe that's D&D uh, &D being weird. I think that's D&D &D being weird because you've got priests and then you've got cleric and druid as sub-priests. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. We make the distinction slightly differently because our terminology is better. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 
Excellent. All right, well, here you are at the edge of the fen. Do I make it all the way there? Oh, yeah, this is me here. Yeah. Giant yeah, these country. hills are... Um, you know, there's not a lot of things in the hills that are dangerous. There's the occasional mountain lion, the occasional giant, uh, the occasional cockatrice. But the the dangers of the hills are sort of... I don't kind of want to say, like, depleting. Mm-hmm. As the... the increased amount of travel causes more confrontations which are overcome and as your vengeance giant stomps the land you know squashing things under his feet and people flow through here uh, the wildlife sort of takes a back seat and stays clear of your path and you can make it to the edge of the fen uh, find yourself looking out across this half salty half fresh water that stretches out as far as the eye can see Mm. No, it's at least um, 10 miles, 15 miles across. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any path across this that would... Yeah. No, not yeah. yet. Maybe you can find a path if you travel at enough or spend enough time looking for one. But as it stands, you you know of none. Hmm. Us rebuild wizard. So this was about a day to get here. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, maybe a day and a half. Uh, let's see. Movement uh, rates over. I can do two, three if I force march. Yeah. We don't want to bother force marching. Yeah, you're not in any quick hurry. Yeah, so it was probably like a day there. Maybe even like I went. Maybe I even stayed in this village and visited the village. Mm hmm. And then another day or so up to there. Where was the haunted village? Is that like here or something? Yeah, it's somewhere over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might be the right spot. Okay, well, we avoid that. Mm -hmm. Some spells cost seven. Um, I think I may chance some second level spells to see. Um, I'm going to I'm going to use some locate landmarks. Mm-hmm. I hope I have a compass. This book came from somewhere, so I think. Presumably it came with a compass. Or maybe I just use a little scrap of iron. To do what? I think it points the uh, direction oh. of the landmark. Right, right. Range one mile. But only it, it pulls all creatures within one mile, the direction of the oh, landmark. Oh, okay. But the landmark can be um, at any distance. <clears throat> right, right. I might cast it twice... I think I'll cast two versions of this, two castings of a spell. One to seek out the location of uh, the lair of the troll, maybe? It needs to be a singular location. A fixed location, yeah. Right. Like a, the troll cave, lair, mm-hmm. lair of the troll. 
but um, there would need to be people who know the location of the trolls lair or creatures by. right that's swamp creatures oh. all creatures within range so like if the it almost seems like if the uh if the wildlife know the location right but if you were to say yeah. let's say i don't know like the tomb of a great warrior a bird might know where that is but they might not know what it is that might not mm -hmm. help a troll's lair though animals might be well aware of where in another animal nests so yeah. i think in and this actually, situation yeah and i'm not entirely sure if it will come up this is kind of me wondering if if it's still there if there's another troll out there mm -hmm. i was originally thinking to steer clear of it but if it's the troll that i already killed yeah but anyways so i will attempt that and i will also use one to see like the path through the uh through the brackish fen if like a path exists i want to see if i can locate it there's no like chance to fail right it's just like uh i mean there is sort of you know it's based on the nearby creatures so there's a, a chance yeah but there's fail. nothing built into the spell it's like right. dm's discretion yes yeah. yes distance general consensus from the creatures in the area Landmark must be stationary and singular. As head to major port, where there are many elves, cast a spell again, compass would point northwest. Oba doesn't know how far northwest it is, so he travels northwest for six days before casting the spell again. Time he is in a small elven port town that allows human visitors. He casts a spell again, gets the direction of southwest. He's overshot the distance, changed direction, heading south. And then you can triangulate it if you're clever and yada yada. Perfect. Yeah. So maybe the first one was in this, I do it in this village. Mm, for the, the troll's location? Um. Yeah, can I even ask around if there's a path through the fen without mm -hmm. using the spell? Just like... Yeah, for the path, you can ask about, and the people in this village will tell you that they just go to the shore of the fen and no deeper, and they know of no way across it. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and from here, I will cast the location of the, use locate landmark to find the troll's lair. And from this spot, no one, no creature within a mile of you, or there's no consensus of creatures within a mile of you where the troll's lair is from this can location. Can I get a... Can I get a more... Do I get a more nuanced read? Like, so it, it's saying that to the, to the knowledge of creatures within a mile, no such place exists? Um, or is it like they don't... Or is it like they know that it, there's a troll lair out there, but they don't know where? It's going to be sort of just like a, or, if you look at your compass, you'll see it just sort of like swings in a really broad arc okay. that's like too broad to be useful. Um, so there, it's there, like they, yeah, yeah, there's probably creatures that have an idea, but there might be different ideas between okay. them. So it's not like a error, this place doesn't exist. It's like the knowledge is vague. So I get like a sweeping like over the whole swamp. There's yeah. a troll lair out there somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I will regain some MP that night, more than enough to cover that spell, and then cast it again twice where we had originally moved the marker. Mm -hmm. Camped on the edge of this forest, sitting next to a fire with my two goats. Uh, and yep. I will cast Locate Landsmark. In this case, I think twice. 
uh, locate a uh, a trail through the through the brackish fen. Mm-hmm. Trail through the fen. Maybe it's like maybe I get the animals. Maybe like there's a game trail through it, or who knows. And then also again to the trolls' lair. Mm-hmm. The uh, path through the fen is just going to like outright fail like you'll cast it such path exists yeah and the compass just continues pointing like due north without moving at all which for you is going to probably return a i mean either it happens to be exactly true north which is a long shot or Mm -hmm. um there's just no one knows about that sort of thing the creatures who move through the fen probably swim or fly Mm -hmm. and so for them a trail was not a thing that they would need yeah. As for the location of the troll's lair, uh, if you're on the edge of the swamp, you will get a more generalized location. It's not, it is a little bit sweeping, um, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a, an arc minute or two arc minutes of sweep rather than. That's pretty good. So can you point me in the direction? Yeah. Um, it'll be like out to here ish. Okay. Okay maybe in that so mm-hmm. so let's see probably in one of those hexes or something somewhere out there is this to seek out the lair or to avoid the lair uh it was originally to avoid it but now i'm beginning to wonder if if i've slid i was kind of looking for a roundabout way to see if there are any more trolls in the swamp mm-hmm. but now i'm wondering if i killed the only two-headed troll mm-hmm maybe there's an empty lair just waiting to be raided mm. um so it given the path that i took i should arrive at this the edge of this forest like in the afternoon mm-hmm. like i arrive a little early i'm going to set up camp but i think what i'm going to do is set up a semi-permanent camp make myself comfortable here for a few days okay. or a day or so and scout out from this location so i get there a little early and i i don't know break some branches to make a crude like lean-to type structure that I can sleep under. I mean, it's probably Mm -hmm. not raining this time of year, but in case it does... I mean, it's springtime, but this is a pretty dry area, so... Yeah, Yeah. so I make myself a little lean-to to to hang out, and I'll probably do some clairvoyances first thing in the morning, I think. Mm -hmm. But just to be able to rest, get a little better better rest. Um, I probably am in giant country, but I think... You most certainly are. There are giants known to live within five miles of where you are camped. Yeah, but I'm friend of the giants. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So let and... me make some... You're going to stay here for a little while and build a camp. So let me make some encounter checks. Um... Yeah, I think it is on the day after you arrive when you're probably going about making improvements to your camp. Um, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You know, like you, you maybe the first day you arrive, you make a little bit of a shelter, but now you're like, I'm going to need a latrine if I'm going to stay in the same spots. So let me go dig a pit over here. Or, quite, okay. Sure. Uh, I'm to give an example of an improvement you might make in a semi-temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, and as while you're out doing one of these things, maybe, I, you know, before fixing... then, can I check my, will- so I got good enough sleep, right? Warm, dry, uninterrupted sleep last night. Correct. Yes. Yes while traveling so mm-hmm. good sleep activity so i get one die yes so i'll gain d13 
12 again. Fantastic. Which will get me 44. Not quite full, but pretty close. All right. And then while I'm digging a hole to poop in. Yeah, digging a hole to poop in or like replacing a branch that isn't up to your standards or something. Uh, you will hear the distant sounds of a giant approaching. Um, maybe not necessarily coming for you because you're in a forest, but you can mm-hmm. hear sort of like the thudding of footsteps and the low humming tones of giants, the sorts of things city dwellers will uh, hire to sing them to sleep. Kind of how modern people use whale song. People of this era use giant song. Gotcha. Um, I will move to make myself like visible, but out of the way, kind of like mm-hmm. try to appear non-threatening, but still wishing to interact with the giant that makes sense yes that makes sense go to a place so they can so he can see me far enough far off so i don't startle him or you find a a spot in giant a little bit of clearing the giant steps uh, up or comes down the hill passes through the trees you can see their feet long before their head comes into view but Mm -hmm. eventually they enter another section of this meadow you're standing in and uh they look over to you and devon calls up greetings Great giant. Uh, my name is Devon of Necrot. I am uh, attempting to uh, scout a path north through the Brackish Fen. Devon of Necrot? The one who has blessed our brethren? I'm friend of Kronos. As... He has spoken of you highly. Comes the thundering giant's voice. Hmm. I'm flattered. And how are you doing this fine spring morning? The air is fresh and there is food aplenty. One could not be happier. Well... If you have a moment to chat, as I said, I am uh, journeying north across the fen. Um, perhaps uh, you could spare some information for my journey. The giant. Do you wolf. know of any trails or ways, abandoned roads or game trails? Giant comes across the meadow towards you, uh, so you know, speak at a more pleasant volume, yeah. and uh, looks out at the the fen beyond the woods and says I have no need of trails I have no need of pathways I make my own but perhaps you have seen human or deer or other creatures making their way across oh the fen is the realm of hydras and trolls no people of your kind exist within not for long, at least. Only those taken by the trolls. Trolls. There's more than one. Mmm. There certainly are. Kin of one another, I suppose. Limbs of one another, more like. <laughs> Dis- discarded toes that grew into a whole troll. What a shame. Well, if you have uh, no further wisdom for me, I will continue my scouting and divinations. 
how did you become you? He asks awkwardly. Why, same as all creatures, I suppose. I was made by the gods. And, uh... How did you gain your source of magic power? I had a mentor once. Atropos. The... The witch? Cave witch, Mm, yes. He grumbles unhappily. And I have... And since then, I have studied and learned and traveled. Red. Can you heal the sick? Um, I am a wizard, not a cleric, but perhaps I may be of some help. He gives you a dumb look like he doesn't understand the difference. Yeah. Who is sick? My wife, sister. Hmm. Have you brought her to see Kronos? I have, and he says he has no ability to save her. Do you know what's wrong? Is she far from here? No. Just a few minutes walk. Hmm. Well, as I said, I make uh, no promises for my power here, but I would be happy to pay a visit and have a look. He reaches down a giant palm as if to raise you up. Yeah, I'll, I'll travel with him to their cave or whatever and take a look at the sick giant. Yeah, um, he'll take you down to what? appears to be just like a natural depression with a little ravine leading out of it uh, mm-hmm. where someone has very clearly carved a, or dug a uh, cave into the side of the earth, non-natural in nature. And mm-hmm. all the debris has sort of like been formed into a dam. So the little ravine creates a, a large pool outside of the cave for access to water and fish. Mm-hmm. And it is here that he will lead you within the cave to his wife's sister. Uh, who lays within, covered with sweat on her brow, um, in a fit of sort of, you know, gentle tossing back and forth under a pile of large skins. Hmm. Brave giantess. Is she conscious? Does not seem to be so. Okay. I guess I still announce myself. My name mm-hmm. is Devon. I'm here to see uh, if there's anything I can do to help you. Um, does this look like anything? Uh, is, uh, are there like boils or sores or any obvious marks of disease? Yeah. Uh, you can investigate the body. I don't have, yeah, I don't have any healing type skills, but I do have a folklore. Well, you can see that there are these weird pustules under her armpits. Um, kind of like in the bottom and the top of the arm, but like not the actual hairy pit itself, just above and below Mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are these weird pustules, and there's some similar but less developed, um, so you would call them pox marks, on the back <laughs> of her neck. Uh, kind of like on either side of those, what are these, tendons and muscles that run up the back of your neck? On the outsides yeah. of those, there's some lines of red dots that look like soon they will 
pus and burst. Um, so I think I would like to folklore, and I'll use my uh, my circlet to legend lore as well. So to see if there's anything in my memory or the memory of uh, our ancestors that uh, tell of such a disease. Uh, that is a fantastic folklore check. Yeah, so um, if this if mm-hmm. if such an ailment has been observed before in our history, I think I would know of it. Certainly fevers have been observed in the past, but nothing that talks about these odd like marks growing in these specific locations. Um, is uh perhaps foretold? Is this like the hallmark of a coming plague that was uh predicted? Mm-mm, no, this is, this is not within the lore, um, within the folklore, not within something of the common mm-hmm. knowledge. But you do have a legend lore spell. Yeah. Um, and the legend lore spell will tell you that this is a, a divine disease that has mm. been... Uh, that is the the hallmark of Ponos, god of suffering, is one of his uh, favored ways to spread his mythos and his ideology through the lands. I will, I will say as such to the giants. Hmm. As I fear, this is beyond me. This affliction is the work of Ponos. Uh, I do not know, even if you have done something to anger the god, or if this is merely their indiscriminate wrath, their way of leaving their mark upon the world. I would advise that you... uh, Make another pilgrimage to Kronos and see if his prayers can reveal any way through. Um, I am disappointed. In the meantime, I I have by my work. He's disappointed by my work. By your words, but grateful for your uh, efforts. Yeah. In the meantime, I have a draft that uh, may make her feel better, but will certainly not. heal the underlying ailment and I will give her a sip of troll blood from my troll blood wine skin (laughs) (laughs) and Uh, allow her to regenerate some uh, HP which she is probably not missing but who knows mm -hmm. if anything it probably feels good right yeah it'll probably maybe once you choke down the initial blood (laughs) I think it'll like reverse some of the pustules and revert them to an earlier state like alleviating Mm -hmm. the symptoms for a temporary period like if any of them had burst or something and there's a wound it could like heal the damage from the wound but yeah maybe alleviate some of the itching um yeah it'll ease her suffering temporarily Mm -hmm. but will not cure her Okay. Let's see. 33 MP spent so far. All right. Yeah. And I think with that, I will leave. 
Uh, Bid them farewell. Tell them that I hope Kronos and Valthara can devise more answers for them. Mm-hmm. They will do so. And make my way back to my camp. Um, continue what I was, whatever I was doing. Finish my poop. Um, the poop pit. And eventually cast a uh, cast my clairvoyance. Excellent. So awesome. So you, so you summon a singular eyeball. Right. I pull my pull my mini uh, crystal ball out of my bag and turn it into a floating eyeball. Mm-hmm. And use it to scout the. Uh, I guess I can only do one hex at a time, right? That's or do one mile per level at a time. Uh, yeah. And your fifth level, sixth level, sixth six level. So I can so you basically can do, a just hex. do the next. Yeah. yeah. If I'm like at the edge of a hex, could I? I could probably peer into. I mean, like it's six you miles. Could it's, go a little bit into the next one, but yeah. you know, yeah. effectively, it's going to be a hex at a time. Um, can I combine my own movement with the movement of this, or is it kind of like you channel for the whole duration? You channel you have to close your eyes if you wanted to walk blindly into the swamp while using this you no, totally no, could no. um yeah and i can't and as soon as i give up concentration the eye will drop where it is right mm-hmm. yeah. right so i think i stay in the safety of my camp and i guess i can do a full like six mile radius so i probably spend the day traveling around exploring mm-hmm. this hex this hex and then maybe like just the corner here of this one and just like a little bit of this one. Yeah. Basically like a, let's see where if I'm like here or something. Oops. Come on down. So I could, yeah, basically like a six mile radius. I can even go halfway into this hex. So it'll fly at twice your movement rate um, and it will not be impeded by terrain in any way, shape or form because it's flying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can move um, eight. You could go eight hexes with it without any problems, without any concern. Yeah. And then if you wanted to like really push it, I guess you could concentrate for longer, but you'd probably need like food and water at that point. Yeah. Can spells be cast through this? Like, could I cast the detect magic or something through the clairvoyance? Ooh. Off- We've done such things through normal clairvoyance, right? Mm-hmm. Kitty. Um, let's see. The caster... The caster can move the eye around at will as long as they remain and see through the eye as if it was their own. So that tells me that so, if I cast the detect magic on myself... Then you would be able to see through the eye. Right, but you couldn't, like, lightning bolt through the eye. No. But I could use detect magic. Detect magic, I think, is the only one. But also, like wizard sight um detect undead you know any of the detect spells pretty much any divination thing i think maybe not anything but most of them interesting okay um so i'm trying to scout out a path through the swamp Mm -hmm. so i will fly above the swamp and putz around looking for any sort of functional trail or highlands maybe the maybe a permanent trail is not possible but maybe there's a seasonal one Mm, and ah. I can make it across right now. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe next year it will have eroded and won't work. Right. Maybe eventually we can build a network of, like, bridges and cobblestones that make a way through the... Uh... So, why don't you give me a perception check for your ability to, like, 
not just see through the eye, but also uh, look for the specific things you want. Oh, that did not work. That's bizarre. Uh, the sheet must be borked in some way, shape, or form. Well. Slash. Well. Do we'll all the to... stats do that? Yeah, what happened? Did Rule uh, 20 change their code? No, I probably fucked it up. Just like that. You, the thing is that there needs to be a line break after the slash me rolls for perception check, but not a space. Because oh. if there's a space, mm-hmm. then the R is taken as text. But if there's no space, it's taken as a command. So probably oh, in like so a reorganization a or something. Yeah, yeah. Probably in the reorganization somewhere. I must have like, yeah, made a small error or whatever. Okay, cool. So fifteen is a yeah. You Fail. can gaze through the swamp, I, but you will find I think I like. Don't- islands of yeah, security don't find a path right yeah there's no path there's just like you know here's a little section that comes above and there's like some plants and then here's a tree you can see it's kind of shallow over here but there's nothing connecting them at all at best you might be able to make a series of bridges between land masses but it would require a quite an effort mm-hmm. let's go outside that's why he's biting me hold on <laughs> All right. And we all wait with bated breath for Neil to tell me where the Hydra is. Little guy can't speak, but he knows how to communicate. He bites you when he wants something. You got to guess what it is. He'll let you know he wants something. Um, so no path is found. Do I see any creatures out and about? Oh, yes. There are a great many creatures in the waters. Uh, Many of them are crocodilians. Uh, There are fish. There are serpents. There are all sorts of birds perched in the trees, swooping down to grab things off of the the water surface. More more insects than you'll ever need in your life. Um, What time of day are you doing this? That might change what animals you see. Probably probably for several hours, but... um... Starting late morning. Starting late morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then you will see waterfowl, regular fowl, um, fish, crocodiles. You're not going to see any trolls in this region. You're going to see very few land creatures, only those things that like might dart in and out of the water. So maybe like a, a collection of freshwater or brackish water otters. I've made a home here. Some of those like six foot Amazonian otters that can fend off a crocodile in large numbers. Um, and yeah, no, nothing more monstrous than a crocodile or a crocodilian. Crocodiles can be pretty monstrous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. It's a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a good way to travel through the swamp other than to hike up my robe and trudge. No mount oh. spell? No. Can you use mount to make like a aquatic mount or something? Well, at least you wouldn't get wet, you know, unless the oh, water is deeper than the... Ice. Oh, okay. 
And then you just use your disposable horses from the mount spell to uh, make your way through the swamp. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't that literally summon someone's horse from a stable somewhere? Mount? Yeah. Uh, Is it? I think it's like a conjuring spell, so it's similar to the summon monsters. Someone's horse just vanishes. Right. By means the spell conjures a normal animal to serve him as an as mount. Serves willingly well, disappears, returning it to its own place. Yes. Yes, you are <laughs> liter- you're borrowing a horse from somewhere. Uh, and then murdering it or returning it abused and starved. One of dehydrated. These <laughs> One of these days we'll have a campaign. You'll be like riding your horse and it'll just like vanish from you. And like 15 like minutes later, it'll appear saving. and die. <laughs> 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 uh, they can't get a saving throw otherwise the spell the would rider work. right like oh maybe the animal doesn't necessarily get a saving throw but does that mean if someone is mounted on the horse when you summon it it might come with a rider accidentally I don't if know I think the spell might just pick an easier oh that's true easier mount Okay, so typically I can make one hack. I can do a swamp hex and a hill hex. So I could clear one hex. So I could get to, like, here in a day or here. Uh, if and you force march, me... you could do two hexes, right? Because uh, I'm starting in the hills, right? I one ha- That takes me a hill oh, right. movement. And then right. it takes a swamp movement to get there. So in one day I could do that, and then it'd be like two more to get out of the swamp. Okay, and then one, and then one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So into the swamp we go? I think on the next day. Ah, right. Yeah. Spend the rest of the day resting. Regain your MP. Yeah. Um, and concentrating on your spell's activity for the day. You get some good sleep. 10 MP, so not all of it, but pretty good. And goats are pretty good at moving, right? And they just like chew their way through difficult terrain. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I can drag some goats through the swamp as effectively as I can trudge myself, right? Yeah, you've got some sort of animal handling proficiency, I do, right? I have, anim- I have animal handling. Yeah. So give me an animal handling check because the goats are a little weirded out by the water. I'll pass. Um, and I assume like the the crappy swamp movement speed takes into account the difficulty of moving through a swamp. Yes. Yes. So like, sure, I'll have soggy feet, etc. Mm-hmm. And the goats but, might uh, slow you down a little bit. You know, they might make it so you can't force march two days through a swamp because they're gonna, no. you know, get in your way. But I think bit. I can go like one. Yeah. Too. Um, in the meantime, I am I am trying to scout out a route through the swamp, like somewhere where we could conceivably mm-hmm. build a network of bridges mm-hmm. and trails. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, give me however, another. Yeah, section check. How about a cartography? Is that a, that's more making maps? But I'm like making using this to to imagine a future map, right? Like if yeah. I think once you find a way, then you could make a a cartography check to put it on a map that someone else could follow or that you could then follow without having to remember. Uh, This is finding it. So another perception check? Another perception check, please. Close. Just doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, it's a nasty swamp. 
I like the style of uh, RPGing where you uh, make the story out of the checks, not the other way around. Traditional D&D is like you roll the check to see what's already there and the DM mm-hmm. already knows the answers. But I like to pretend that the universe doesn't exist until the players measure it. Right? That's that's the way so to there's, go. There's not necessarily a path through the swamp until you perceive it. Mm-hmm. Well, you make your way through the first uh, couple hexes this day without any problems. Um, I may need to expend uh, an ignite spell to uh, make my camp that night, like make a fire. Mm. Mm Hmm. That would make sense. So I find a dry little island to uh, park ourselves on. Probably burn an ignite. Yeah, you can find some dead uh, bush. Fire started. Yeah to turn into fuel Mm -hmm. your wander through the swamp does bring you within the range of various crocodilians Uh, however uh, with our encounter checks here we can see that none of them are at like striking range or ambush range and assuming that you take the appropriate measures to avoid them they can be avoided I avoid them I have goats for bait and fireballs for defense so yeah um, I could use a short break. Yeah, do you, let's do it. What's our time frame like? We started an hour late. Do we? Are you available to go an hour later than? I think we can go an hour later. Yeah. Perfect. Then why don't we take our break here, and when we come back, we'll see what's in the swamp and what waits beyond. All right. Bye bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dancing with Death. Our hero, Devon. Heads out across the swamp. That evening, as you are settling down at your fire that you've made with your ignite spell, I'm going to need you to make me a surprise check at minus two, which is essentially... D10 and... Five or less is your surprise. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need you to make a saving throw versus spell or take 66 fireball damage. I'm just kidding. (laughs) What am I not surprised by? Um, You see glint... Coming from before you is some sort of great winged creature. Um, it looks soft and delicate, but it does have like a wingspan of eight feet across or so. Is it flying or walking? Yes. Or like... No, it is swooping towards you um, in a, some might call it a more aggressive approach, but it doesn't quite look like a, a bird. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have the normal feathers and beak. It's more of like a giant bat or something that is like is this... coming towards you and you see it across the fire. Is this um, uh, evening time? This is it's after dark. the sun has set. Okay. You've like fed your goats, you fed yourself, you're making yourself kind of cozy and looking around, not exactly tired yet, and then... Uh-huh. Hmm. Um, this thing is swooping towards you. What do you want to do? Yeah, we're going to roll initiative and I'm going to cast a spell. Um, I'm... Wondering about the the shadow snap spell that needs it to be like daylight it needs a proper shadow. Right, right. You need the contrast. Okay. 
Oops, slow. Okay. Uh, you roll an 11. Our other creature will roll a 10. And you will see what you thought was the moth coming towards you was actually coming towards your goat. And as it approaches, you see it is a giant moth, not a bat, as maybe once thought. Um, it will make a swoop attack against your goat. Ooh, natural one on the die. And I guess it ends up like going for a goat that might still, I guess you've probably taken the iron off of your goat, but it'll swoop for a goat, like get its uh, feet tangled up in the horns and uh, continue its flight path without landing a successful attack. How far does it fly in the round? Like how far past me does it go? Movement rate 18, but poor maneuverability. So it'll take a few rounds to turn around. Uh, and I guess... I mean, is it still within 40 yards? Yeah. One it, initiative mark tick after it moves. Definitely. 40 yards is well within range. It's not gargantuan, is it? Medium. Oh. Well, it needs to make a saving throw versus spell at minus one. Uh, the magic resistance... It will fail its saving throw. The silver bands will, cerulean bands will wrap around the creature, binding its wings, I suppose. And I think it will body. drop like a, drop <sighs> like a stone into the swamp. Mm-hmm. It must land some 20, maybe 25 yards out into the water after it's like crashing descent. Mm -hmm. um, you can hear it hit. You cannot hear it struggle for the bands bind it tight and close. Yeah, was that? I will listen to see if there are any more of those things about. They don't seem to be making any noise. If they are, I will uh, approach the downed moth. You wade into the water at night. Your vision severely limited in the direction of the vision. Um, yeah, you do have infravision, don't you? Yeah, but I think I think I will cast another spell as I'm trudging towards the moth. I'm gonna cast a light spell. Hmm. Um, three hours. Oh, that's plenty of time. Mm hmm. That's 18. Actually, half of that would be fine. Volume is doubled. Um, so I'll just create a couple swarms of fireflies. Okay. Um, send them scouting around, and then for the rest of the night, I'm gonna leave them like some distance away from my camp as like a lure for any mm. other nighttime creatures. So you're creating multiple swarms. You send one in one direction, uh, the other with you. Uh, eventually. I mean, for now, okay. I'm gonna use take them both with me. I think to scout, and then yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. And then for the night, I will leave them as lures out in the swamp. Yes. Uh, throw me a perception check, sir. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, that's right. I've... Oops, that's that. also not right, but a 
nail like 29 or something. Yeah, that'll do then. There we go. A little sticky pad with uh, notes on how to fix character sheets. So you will, as you're walking forward, um, spot lurking just below the surface, illuminated by the light of the fireflies. Somehow, against all odds, you spot a crocodile's eyes above the water, some duckweed mm-hmm. across its nose, waiting. It's maybe uh, eight feet off of the path that you're taking towards what you think is the gloom wing that you see in the distance as the fireflies kind of move forward. Yeah. And off the path is a large crocodile. I screwed up roll 20. Uh-oh. Now it's loading forever. Uh, I'm sure if I refresh it, it will load faster, right? Mm-mm. It'll just load more slowly. You can't trust roll 20. Um, but I think we should roll initiative with the crocodile, or is it just get blasted out of combat? Uh, well, you're going to see the crocodile from a great enough distance that you can choose how to interact with it, and it's not swimming towards you. It's just, like, on the path towards the thing. It might not be a threat, or it might want meat. It's up to you to decide how to manage the situation. All right. When it's within 30 feet, I blast it. Oh, okay. Until then, I will uh, trudge towards the downed moth. Well, it will definitely be within 30 feet at a certain point, so I'll make a saving throw for the croc. It'll roll a natural one on its die. Oh, God. And its dex probably isn't that good either. Crocodile dex is probably seven, six. So we'll call it a total of eight. Um, oh, but it's also like two per level, right? Oh. Yeah. But, I mean... I don't roll that well either. I roll a seven. Crocodile has three hit dice. So eight and six is 14. Mm-hmm. So you do 21 points. I do like max stamp. 20 is the max, right? Right. And it has five plus eight is 13 plus six is 19 HP. So you just arcane spray down the crocodile in a single hit with a useless piece of shit spell that no one should ever take. (laughs) It is kind of, it's handy that, well, we're using the MP system, so it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But if we're using a spell slot system, it's handy to have something like that as a second level spell slot. That is usually, usually doesn't have useful combat spells. It's kind of a... Mm -hmm. It's like a utility level, so it's mm-hmm. pretty cool to just be like, pew, second level spell slot that I don't care about. Maybe it's going to kick ass, maybe it's going to sink. Minor yeah. problem that wasn't really, like, there were probably more diplomatic ways to handle a crocodile, but it was easier to just throw a second level spell slot at it. Yeah, well, you wade past the crocodile, and coming up to about your <clears throat> armpits in the water, you can see the bands uh, rising out before you with the moth struggling against them fruitlessly in the water. Yeah, I think this is going to last. It lasts like a couple turns, I think like two turns or something. Oof. So I got time to investigate and drag it back. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll throw legend lore at this moth or folklore. See if there's anything I need. Like, do I need to worry about toxic powder on its wings or? Um, yeah, give me a like folklore. That? Or like animal handling? Is this considered an animal? Uh, this would be folklore to see what you might know about this 
Yes, yeah. uh, you are absolutely right. They do have some sort of pollenus or pheromonus, something that they can exude from them when they are, feel highly threatened that will mm-hmm. weaken um, their enemies. Anything that's not an insect, really. I bet it's uh, just like marinating in this stuff right now, right? Wow. So could I like pull out a like spare potion vial and try and fill it with this? With the brackish water that might have these things in it? Yeah, totally. Or the, is it airborne or is it? Uh, well, you rolled a 33. It is a, a pheromone that it exudes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then maybe I should just extract its little gland that exudes the pheromone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just going to weaken. It's not like going to, will it incapacitate me in the water or will I? It will drain your strength at a rate of one point per round temporarily or something like that um lost strength is recovered slowly uh, a few hours after exposure at like a rate of one per turn okay um and there's like a saving throw versus spell to negate savers poison yeah yeah um, so I'll probably approach it close enough to require myself to make a save versus poison to drag it back to camp. Yeah, or, and go ahead and make this save at a bonus because the moth is mostly submerged, so it's not okay. going to be able to exude it as well as it would like, but it is in a surprisingly large radius. So, like, maybe take a plus two bonus because it's got, it's had some time to kind of, like, let the smell out all around it. Yeah. Ooh, okay, pass. No bonus is included in that, but yeah, that's pass. So I think I like cover my mouth with my with the corner of my robe. How it's probably not that heavy, right? A medium size moths are light. I think mm-hmm. I can grab one of the bands and drag this thing back to my camp. Yes, you'll pull the moth by the band back to the camp, um, and you will have to make yourself another saving throw the second round. Oh, is it like every round? Every round that you remain nearby. Um, How many rounds do you think it takes to drag back to camp? It's 25 yards into the water, so one round. Okay, so this is is in the camp. Mm -hmm. Maybe as I'm starting to poke and prod at the creature. Yeah. Reduce strength by one. By one point for each round they remain within the area of effect. What happens when the creature dies? Weakness effect has a 25 foot radius and exposed creatures must save versus poison or lose one round, one point of strength each round they remain in the area. It sounds like you make a save and then you're either immune to it or you're being affected by it yeah. rather than making a save every round. If you like, if you want to impose that because I'm like now about to experiment, like I'm about to experiment with this moth, right? I would say like if you had failed, if the bonus is what had let you pass your first one, then. Yeah. You wouldn't have taken effect until the bonus is no longer applied. Um, but you, since you passed your first one, regardless, I think yeah. you're, you can overcome it. Okay. Um, creatures who are successful with their initial save need not save again if exposure continues. Okay, I just didn't read the next sentence. Uh, yeah, so you are you you are not going to be affected by the pheromones, but you can find this moth bound heavily by these uh, bands. The other thing you know about these moths is that their markings are inherently um, disturbing and confusing. And those, if its wings were fully fleshed out, they're fully out and you had a good look at them from above or below, they might, they would impose a, uh, a confusion spell upon you. 
but the wings are currently bound tightly by these straps, and the yeah. moth had only made a, a very quick attack at you and passed you. Actually, at your goat and passed you, so you were yeah. unaffected by the spell. I am going to attempt to put the creature down. Um, it's considered held by these bands, correct? Mm -hmm. And we're out of combat, so I think I can just insta-kill it. Yeah, you got a spear or some weapon you can drive through its... Uh... I do have this... Oh, I was thinking a knife, but yeah, yeah. I've oh, got sure. my spear. Yeah. Spear, knife, whatever you want, you can slay them all. Yeah, so I'll run, like, the spear into the base of its neck or something. They don't exactly have a spine. It's an insect, but mm -hmm. I think there's a way to kill an insect by, like, severing its head. Oh, that's what you think. Cockroaches don't give a shit about <laughs> severed heads. Uh, you can kill them all. And like a silver dagger, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would like to extract its uh, pheromone gland and mm. uh, maybe its wings. Mm. Well, you can easily sever the wings. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I will be able to uh, keep them intact, especially on this continued journey through the swamp. But Moth wings are delicate. How would you preserve... If it's got like an eight-foot wingspan, how are you going to carry... Wings. Each one might only be three and a half feet long with a one foot body. Yeah, has like a cape. <laughs> ah. But uh, that could be an interesting, like a pre preservation type spell to keep mm. animal parts from uh, degrading on you as you adventure mm -hmm. like, temporarily. That may be more of a priestly thing. There is um, a, a stasis spell that's really high level. Mm. Imprisonment. That's more of like a whole, yeah. whole creature, right? Yeah, but you could maybe temporal stasis is also a spell. You might be able to find a cheap, low-level version. Yeah, just just throwing things out there. Um, I think for now, I'll just attempt to remove the wings, remove the pheromone sack, <laughs> and... Uh, How do you know where the pheromone sack is on a moth? Animal handling and folklore. Um, I guess I don't have an animal lore. Maybe I don't. Mm. I don't have a... a anatomy or a toxicology so maybe well, like an int check at minus five or something okay i'll take it what do you think i'll take your int check at minus five. Oh, natural 19 modified 30 would you like a separate one for the wings or is that no the a... wings are easy peasy you know you just remove them so i think i removed the pheromone sack intact Mm -hmm. Probably not rupturing it in the process. Mm -hmm. How big is it? Does it like fit in a used potion vial or? Certainly. Yeah. The yeah. Fair, it doesn't need a lot of pheromones to do what it needs to do. Yeah. Well, pheromone sacks gained, moth put down, wings acquired on your back. The rest of the night goes without incident. And yeah. the next day, you can proceed across the brackish fen. Uh, give me another tile. Yeah. Um, so I guess I have, I've affixed these moth wings to my, uh, to my shoulders or something. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll make some sort of save or something to see if they survive the journey back. Does it freak out the uh, goats? 
No. Do I have to worry about the goats seeing it and becoming confused? Or is it only for intelligent creatures? Are goats immune to a uh, confusion spell? Any creature viewing the moth squarely from above or below must save versus spell or be confused, but these are no longer above or below. They're now sideways or, okay. you know, vertical. So they so may, maybe, not, maybe they may the not have any there. kind of... Uh, they may not have any kind of effect. Right, because I am imagine, like, the wings, if you're carrying them behind you, they're not, like, sheer vertical. They're at, like, a mm -hmm. bit of an angle, and the yeah. goats are already below, so I think their view is at, like, a 120 degree, not a 90 degree. Mm-hmm. So... The goats are, you know. Do I think they would be better preserved if I, like, tried to roll them up and put them in my backpack? That might like, be a better way of... Would that be a better them... way to get them back to Necrot intact? Yeah. I'll do that then. Yeah. Uh, is your backpack full of other things? Because the moth wings are kind of gentle. Yeah. Oh, there is a geomet geometric compass. Is that what I use for my locate object spell? I think so. I don't know what geometric means attached to the compass, but... That might be, oh, that's for like drawing circles, right? Ah, uh, right, right. There's not much in the backpack, actually. There's a few potions. That should be fine, as long as there's not like... There's, uh, I, I guess I put the rations and the water on one of the goats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A few oh. potions. A moth pheromones. I mean, yeah, most of my equipment is zero, as in like it's left at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think it's mostly just uh, potions and moth wings in my backpack. Okay. Held high enough to keep it from getting wet in the swamp unless I have a miserable day. Mm -hmm. And I think the next day we traveled there. Okay. Um, your movement will be impeded that day uh, as you get to a, a section that you want to cross and view gaze out over the water, seeing that it gets pretty deep in a channel here. Um, is is this not already lumped in with the abysmal swamp movement rate? Uh, this is a, an encounter, like a and this encounter okay. that we've rolled is a difficult terrain encounter. Okay. Um, how difficult? Well, you see that the water channel before you is deep enough that it would be overhead. Yeah. Or it looks deep enough that it would be overhead. There's like a, a lack of duckweed and small things growing along the sides. You know, the bushes and plants that start underwater so, and then grow out and above are in this section, which lets you know it's especially deep. So swamps are already such that you can almost do two in a day. Almost. They, you've got 24 movement, swamps take 13. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I should still be able to move a hex, right? Does this Cut move, are you saying this cuts movement for the whole day in half, or even if it's like eighty uh, I percent, mean, I should I, still get a full hex. I, I think what I'm saying is I, I need some sort of um, obstacle yeah, overcomance. If you want to go around it, I think we, can we talk back, about it. I think we go around it. I think we backtrack and oh. we find somewhere where we can cross this river. So maybe we slide a hex over. Yeah, I think you must end up in uh, the raw uh, a different hex. You end up in this yeah. one instead of the one that yeah, you wanted. Oops. Yeah, that's. Yeah, which I didn't actually care. Mm -hmm. But that's, um, that's your encounter for the day as you end up having to go a different direction. Yeah, can I roll a perception check to um, cartographize, to navigate yes. the area, to look for paths, or at yes. least not paths? Oh, damn it. I will hopefully have that fixed by next session. Yeah. 
Sorry to keep rubbing it in your face. No. <laughs> I managed to find another uh, impassable region. So where mm-hmm. was that where was that region of water? Was it is it this whole hex is going to be impassable due to water? Uh, or... Yeah, it's somewhere around here, somewhere on that border. Or just lightly like into a, this one. Does that mean there's like a river or is this temporary such that it may divert course the next time I'm here? Uh, it looks to be fairly permanent unless the water levels rise or fall a lot. So maybe with the tides, it might change. But the lack of plant growth in the area really makes it seem like this is a permanent obstacle that would need to be mm-hmm. overcome. You know, it might get okay. less hazardous, but it's still it's still um, inhospitable to plant life. So it's too deep. Um, this day, mm-hmm. you probably can't actually see to the edge of the, the area, but the ground yeah. might be getting a little bit firmer. There might be um, fewer areas that are require wading up to your chest. Yeah, I'm um, thinking I can't recover MP in the swamp. Is that correct? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think you're going to be able to get like quite dry enough. You're going to be pretty wet the whole time. Yeah, even at night when you, even if you like were to strip down, you would just be naked and cold. Instead yeah. of wet and cold. Yeah. Um, and one more day, one more encounter check. No, it's fine. The next day, you can manage to step out of the swamp um, and find your way towards a river, a freshwater river that leads from the plains. Yeah, I could actually move one more hex through the plains. Hmm. Um, or I can stay here and... Dr- I think I will stay here, make camp early, mm-hmm. like find a safe camp just inside the plains and like take off my boots and try and dry out. Mm-hmm. Um, try and set myself up to be able to get a good night's rest. Mm. Okay, I think if you take the rest of the half day to dry and relax, and you know, make a good make camp, camp, dry I don't your need clothes, to, yeah. get yourself all warm and cozy. It's still activity, but I need to make the night warm, dry, and un- mm-hmm. uninterrupted. It is so. Unless I get ambushed. Uh... You do not get ambushed, but partway through your day of making up your camp, you do see a traveler. Uh, what looks to be a human, maybe a half-elf, but you know something of human size, walking along the edge of the swamp with a spear over one shoulder and a, a no, sorry, a bag over a shoulder and a spear being used as a walking stick. Coming Just your direction. one? Just one human, no armor. Only the uh, skimpiest of clothing covers this man's body which direction is he coming from from the northeast from the swamp or from the plains from the plains along the okay like he's like walking along the edge of the swamp Mm -hmm. um i will approach him barefoot like i'll walk to like the edge of the camp that i'm making Mm -hmm. and like wave to him yeah, he seems surprised to see you. I'm probably also in skimpy clothes. We probably match, right? <laughs> Me because I'm like I've got like my robe hanging up to dry, so I'm in like a loincloth with a spear and barefoot. Mm-hmm. Him because this is his lifestyle, right? The person will be surprised to see you and raise the spear overhead in a horizontal way to indicate peace. Yeah. I'll wave and yeah. like two of you meet. Stick the spear in the ground where I am and walk over to him unarmed. Greetings, traveler. Uh, hello. I did not to not expect to see another traveler here. I am Devon from Nakrot in the south. I am Guanme 
from Quandry. Hmm. Is that a village? I look like where he's pointing. It is. A small one? Where's Necrot? You haven't heard of us? He shakes his head. Well, uh, I across the swamp. Mm. You've come across the swamp? I nod. I was like, I'm like pointing as I'm like doing calculations to figure out how far it is. And then he's like, you come across the swamp. Only just. Um, Necrot is maybe five days journey that way, but could be quicker if it weren't for this uh, damned fen. How did you cross it in one piece? There are gators, trolls, monsters. I am a wizard. He looks shocked and he cuts off his sentence mid-flow. Um, well, Javon of Necrot, for hello, I suppose. It's a pleasure to meet you. Where are you headed? Uh, I am headed north in search of dwarves or smiths of any, uh, any repute, really. Craftsmen, to tell them tales of Necrot's glory and see if I can convince them to, uh, mm, to the relocate. workers. Yes, they, they live east of here. Hmm. And north, I say? Yes. Or west? Yes. So, uh, no, no, you're sorry. West of west? here. Okay. West of here and, and somewhat north. Hmm. Uh, my people have no workings of metal, although our Bone and stone carvings are quite fine. He hmm. gazes over your weapon with its metal head, and you can see his is a, a flint spear head. Mm-hmm. Well, I am uh, making camp and drying out here on the edge of the plains. Um, Be in peace, then, and I shall leave you that way catch for the night. If you find yourself uh, desiring the company of others, my village is but a two-mile hike along the edge of the swamp. Hmm. Uh, I appreciate the hospitality, but I'm already settling in to a nice spot here. Good day, Devon of Necrot. His village doesn't even warrant being placed on the map, correct? I mean, if you really want to mark it, we could mark it. No, with the village, but but... it doesn't doesn't get one of its own accord. No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, even some of these villages I've been thinking about taking off of the map. Yeah. I might. This one know, was. This one and this one, or whichever one is Remus. I think this one was, or was it this one? <laughs> and this was Grecos, but. Oh, that's true. Grecos is kind of important, and this one down on the coast is kind of important, and, and one of these two is important. Yeah. I think it's this one. This I thought there was one village before, but now I can't even remember. It'll be know. on the it'll be in the wiki. Just wait for McTacky to hear us in chat. He'll correct us. I don't think he's here today. He's probably sleeping. 
Well, that's a reasonable thing, thank God. He got sick of uh, waking up at god-awful hours only to have us cancel on him. <laughs> that's exactly what happened, and I do not blame him or anyone else. All right, so... I rest, and I regain some modicum of MP. Mm-hmm. You do. And it is done. All right. That'd be it. All right, and the next day I will continue uh, continue my journey. Um, uh, in the plains, you can go many more hexes, right? Right, yep. Um, that was one. I can do four in a day. Sure. If you want to cross the river, we'll probably have to do a little something about that because the river Two. here is nice and big. No, I think I will go up to there. So it's one, two, that's actually one, two, three. I can go one more. Um, and unless I see a natural crossing, I think this is the path that I take. Uh, yeah, you see no natural crossings. The river at the mouth of it down here is quite wide, uh, maybe on the order of a few hundred feet. And then mm -hmm. it seems to get a little bit smaller. And when you come to this place where the um, the confluence, confluence. is, yes, uh, and you go north of the confluence, this tributary becomes much, much smaller. Um, it gets a little bit, it gets quite a bit more narrow, but also a little bit deeper. These areas were broad and wide and kind of shallow, still too deep to really go through. But over here, it's maybe, you know, 50 feet wide and uh, mm. very still deep. Not, still not interested in crossing, unless I happen yeah. across a bridge or a small shipyard or whatever, a dock. No, no such luck. You'll have yeah. to make your way around. Yeah, wow. and I will... Uh, Make camp at the end of the day. And, uh... Yeah. yeah. Um, so, no other encounters. Maybe oh. some other humans you see off in the distance. Okay. But uh, they don't approach. You know, they'd be, like, miles off that you can just kind of make out on the horizon. But there are villages inhabited and almost like a separate society, right? The swamp mm -hmm. has kind of separated these peoples for... Absolutely. More... Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, then if I can, I will uh, continue journeying the next day. Yeah, the next day you'll oh. actually begin to pass quite a few villages along the edge of the, the river on this chunk. You haven't yeah. seen any down here, but uh, this mm -hmm. section of river has many small villages. Every few miles, there's like a, a village of 100 people or 50 people, or maybe this one's got like 150. Ooh. Okay. Um, um, if they're interested in conversation, I will tell them my usual tale as I pass through. They are very from fascinated. The Croft, and it's a uh, burgeoning metropolis here. growing out of the the Red Hills in the south and welcoming all uh, peoples and trade alike. Um, what is at the top of this river? What is at the source? Uh, the river just gets small enough that there's like enough tributaries it's not worth marking on the map at this point so it just breaks okay. down into more and more is this the source or the sink of the river this... I don't know what a sink of a river means uh, where it's outlet uh, uh, sink oh, no, is no, probably no, yeah. not a river term like is this where it drains or what no this is, would be the start you know and there's other things that feed into it here but this is the point at which it's no longer a natural obstacle to cross that's super weird Geographically, 
I'm trying to think like where this water comes from. Uh, like a ton of tiny rivers draining into it. Mm -hmm. I guess I need to see what's going on above it. But so is this like a lush farming region right here? It maybe it could be a lush farming region, but these people's version of agriculture be. is pretty minor. It's mostly okay. fishermen and a few herders with small plots of crops within the village itself, but not outside. Yeah. It doesn't look like um you I think you would get the impression that this area is just dangerous enough that they wouldn't feel comfortable yeah. leaving their farms uh, out of you know okay. immediate reach. So this is kind of the direction I'm trudging and not really seeing much. Do I see mountains in the distance anywhere? Yeah. Um not yet. Wow. Okay. Endless plains. Mm-hmm. Anything I think that's enough movement for one day. Give me another day. Yeah, of movement. That's the end of that's the end of my day. Uh yeah. do I I can rest there. Let me know if it ever rains and I do not get a warm let me know if it rains or if there's encounters that would interrupt my okay, warm and dry It's springtime, but this act this area is quite arid. Um, but on a natural roll of 16 on 2d8, you will indeed run across a rainstorm this very day. Okay. Um, well, the chances were low. I rolled shitty on my uh, MP regain anyways. Yeah. Uh, the, you will see in the distance as the evening d comes on that there are these storm clouds rolling in from the east uh, northeast yeah, I think we find do our best to find shelter but in the open plains like uh, some tiny shrub or an old dead tree or something is the best we can do and I think we just get dripped on all night mm -hmm. yes and, and the lightning restful, but... and thunder will dominate the soundscape for the course of the night your goats are concerned worried they bay into the evening um and when morning comes the storm is lessened it's sort mm -hmm. of drizzling rain and there's thunder which, in the distance that's sort of like which way was it coming from the storm had moved in from the northeast so if i go north would i have a better chance of dodging it maybe um I doesn't matter. Yes, okay. I think, I think storm I'd... circuits are usually bigger than you can walk across in a day, right? Yeah. In a day, a storm usually blows through in a. But anyways. Yeah, but like it'll if it'll either blow through on its own or, I don't know if you can like outwalk a storm. I suppose. It, it, if it's not like a hurricane, like yeah. What are typical yeah, winds suppose. like? Twenty miles an hour is a pretty. Uh, that's a fast wind. Right, five ten yeah. is actually an appreciable breeze, which is oh. more like walk jogging pace. So if it's just like a, if it's drizzle, mm -hmm. you could it's probably traveling at walking pace. If it's yeah, like a hurricane, those can move quick. But. Yeah. Well, uh, right, if you want to head important. north, you can, or you can continue, I think heading, I'll continue east. heading east. And it's there that you will see in the distance mountains, is, hills, is that a mountain hex, hills. or is that a is that a river? These are kill hexes. Here oh, so that was one, here. two. Yes. And they will become more observant. Uh, these are low-laying hills. They don't rise up that high, but the ground does become significantly more broken and difficult. Yeah. And... Uh, see, two me... of those will get me 12. Three would get me 18. And I can't really move any further, but I like reach these hills mid-afternoon 
Is the storm still raging? I need to roll my weather check. No. Um, by the evening, the storm heavily abates. Uh, the weather becomes nice and calm. You can see the 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 lightning in the distance and you can hear the thunder but after the storm blows past you the area is nice and peaceful hmm. um, and you can arrive at the hills this day and this yeah. evening not even that late into the evening really once the skies clear up you can see all these rivulets of smoke rising from the ground in these hills as if the very like hills everywhere? themselves are smoking not everywhere everywhere but you might see 40 of them within your immediate area. Um, the, is it like coming from the ground? Yeah, I mean like, you know, so you'll be walking towards the hills and you'll see there's just like some smoke coming up from beyond the next ridge and you can hike up. There's many of them. I just want to give you an opportunity before we delve think, into approach. I think I will approach and investigate. Um, as you come across the first one of these little uh, chimneys, you'll see that it litter. The smoke does come from some sort of tube that has been placed in the ground that plunges under the earth. Mm, constructed, so this mm -hmm. is or carved. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So this is like a dwarf's or a hobbit's house. Sorry, a halfling. Yeah, don't want Tolkien coming after us. No. Um, interesting. Do I see any doors? No. Just uh, right now, it's just this tube and some smoke, and looking around, you can see all these other little smoky things coming out of the uh, ground. What are the dimensions of these tubes? Uh, four inches across. Four inches. Know, about the size say. of a wrist. Mm -hmm. About four inches. Yeah. If I reduced myself by 60%, do I think I could fit down it? Probably doesn't sound like a good idea in either case. Um, that doesn't seem In like any case, I think idea. I will camp up here. If I can find a cave, that would be awesome, but otherwise... Camp no dice. Hills. You can find, uh, you know a valley between two hills that'll shelter you from the worst of the weather, maybe a, a bit of a cliffside to rest up against, but I don't no think there's overhead. much weather, right? Like the storm just passed through. Correct. And uh, yeah, I'll rest up here. Make an encounter check for us. Uh, you will awaken the next morning, your goats grazing on the nearby grasses, sky opening up before you, nice and blue. You can see the hills extend as far as the eye can see to the east and the south, mm -hmm. and to the north from these hill points, you can probably see a little bit beyond what your token shows you, so I'm going to move the token out a little bit just so you can kind of see what's around here. And that should give you a view of everything in that direction. The plans. Um, I think it will be fastest to move along the outskirts of the hills for now. Mm -hmm. So I think I'll do something like that. That. So that would be 10 plus 6 is 16. I can't do another hill hex, actually. Okay. Um, 
and from here you can definitely see the quantity of these hexes as well mm -hmm. and you will see that to the north of you um to the northeast of you is a lake or an ocean some mm -hmm. sort of large body of water okay uh, are there more of these chimneys throughout the hills or is it yeah, just the, that you saw like a little section and then you move another 10 miles and you see another little section mm -hmm. uh, of these things what would the dwarfs do if all of these chimneys just got plugged like some nefarious trickster just put a potato in each and every one oh that'd probably piss them off wouldn't it <laughs> all right you gonna do Fortunately, it? Fortunately, Devon is not that trickster. No. Ah. Oh. I'll camp out here and continue. Uh, maybe these are the dwarves I'm looking for. Hmm. Um, so I guess I've got some extra time this afternoon to look for an entrance, right? If I, I'll go to a region where I see all these chimneys and see if I can find like a mine shaft that goes into them or like a door in the side of any of these hills or. Uh, give me a perception check. I could probably check use to... a locate landmark to do that, but I think I'll start just by using my eyes. Yeah, use a perception check to scout the area, because you still have part of a day left in this hex. I pass. 26. Yes. Uh, there is a nice, cleverly crafted little door. Um, it looks like a rock on the ground, and as you like are looking around the rock, you find it's mostly hollowed out. It's the shell of a rock that can just be lifted up. And mm -hmm. when lifted, it reveals a downward staircase carved into the earth here. Uh, mm. The first two steps are earthen and planked with wood. And then the next steps down below that are stone. There must be some sort of bedrock here into which these creatures have made their home. Hello? I call down the, uh, the shaft. Uh, after a brief pause, there's a... A voice calling back saying, Achtung, Dachum! Um, I have language slots, but no languages. Presumably I had, uh, some craftsmen make me a clay ziggurat. If nothing else, I can maybe use the ground right here to make a clay ziggurat. Well, get done in! Yeah, it calls back out to you. Um, I guess tongues you can just cast, right? You don't need to touch the creature involved. Uh, you, can, you just choose the languages. Well, enable the wizard speak a da, 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 whether they're racial. Uh, spell enables the caster to be understood by all creatures of that type within hearing distance. Wizard can speak one additional tongue for every three levels of experience. Yeah, so you pick a language and you can speak it and understand it. Only lasts for six minutes, eh? Um, so I'll go ahead and cast a tongues. Um, can I use it to, can I say whatever language they're speaking right now? Or uh, do I have to choose Dwarven? I think if you're actively hearing a language, you can select that. That yeah, seems right? fine. Even if you don't know what it is or like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if you like came across a random human who hadn't said anything, you couldn't say that person's language. You'd have to say like Japanese you'd have to, or... You'd have to hear a sample of it or mm -hmm. know how to name it. 
Right. Um, and I get two tongues, so I guess I would choose whatever dialect this guy's speaking, and then if there's a dwarven common or something like that, mm-hmm. like dwarven in general. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and I the... will. Oh, go ahead. So I'll cast the spell, um, and it'll go off like midway through his. Uh... One more time, or I'll take your bloody kneecaps. Who goes there? Comes the voice. I I respond in uh in Dwarven now. Uh my apologies. My name is Devon. Uh might I come in or You're already in, aren't you? At least the door's open. Get in and shut it behind you. And be careful or you'll get a crossbow bolt in the belly. Oh my. Uh that won't be necessary, I assure you I come in peace. Um, I pause wondering if I should, uh, take my, take my, uh, goats with me or leave them at the surface. And I decide to drag the goats in after me and right. go down the stairs. Uh, you come down into this very dimly lit chamber. Uh, it appears there's some sort of lichen that grows along the wall and the, f- the floor of the wall, the, the area where the floor meets the wall. What's that called? Mm-hmm. Um, the edge, edge of the ground. Okay. Trim the, the, the floorboards? No, they only if there's the boards molding. or trim. The molding yeah. of the uh, tunnel radiates light. There we go. And uh, I think with your infravision, you can see the outline of a creature some sixty feet in front of you, with a mm-hmm. uh, seems to be something vaguely crossbow shaped blocking parts of who they are. Yeah, I take a. Uh... I scrap off, scrape off a bit of uh, lichen from the wall as I'm walking, or whatever this mm-hmm. iridescent moss is, and take to take a sample back with mm-hmm. me, and maybe culture and grow back home, yeah. somewhat surreptitiously. You'll find that this chamber is a little short for you. It's got a height of five feet, so uh, Devon's probably awkwardly leaning over, Gandalfing his way through this Devon tunnel. Is five eight? You said a five foot ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I could reduce myself <sighs> comfortably. But maybe later. Well, well, uh, well. Look what the griffin dragged in. Is this clearly a dwarf? Very clearly a dwarf. Yeah. Uh, my name is Devon. I come representing uh, the city of Necrot in the south. You just start Dude. walking into people's homes, Devon? Is that how your people do it? Here uh, we I, knock. I, I, did I, I, my apologies for getting the uh, greeting incorrect. I, I, your home looked a little like a rock from the outside. I wasn't. <laughs> I had to look around a bit to find the entrance. I suppose you might not know the difference between a home and a rock if you're from somewhere else. Your apologies oh. accepted. Welcome. Is this your home, or is this a whole village, city? I think village is a good word for it. How How do you know our language if you don't know how to call this place <laughs> he mutters at you uh i'm a wizard in fact i'll probably forget how to speak this language in about four minutes i see well then we better talk quickly do you speak any of the common tongue yes i speak the tongue of humans and he'll switch over to common very quickly Okay. Although it's a little bit more, he's a little slower to speak it, as if he's yeah. unpracticed. Yeah, I'm a quick learner, and I might have language slots, so maybe I'll pick up some Elven 
Devon or sorry, of some uh, pick up some dwarven. Devon of Necrot. Hmm. Yes. Sounds like a place that's wasting away. <clears throat> Excuse me. Necrot? Quite the opposite. Sounds Necrot like... is on. Oh. Ne- necromancy like or rotting or something like that. You don't raise mm. the dead there, do you? Uh, no. Ah. In fact, much the opposite. Necrot is uh, on the way up. Now is, uh, in fact, the the perfect time to uh, settle in Necrot. <laughs> With the burgeoning, uh, burgeoning culture of craftsmanship. And uh, an influx of mineral wealth. Why I'm here to uh, see if I could persuade any of the legendary dwarven smiths to uh, visit us for a time. Oh, I see. You've come to... to Much of this was still in dwarven, I think, while the tongue spell is lasting. You've come to ask the our people to what build you something join your your little home something of the sorts are you in any position to speak for uh i can speak for my family but uh Uh, not for the rest of the village well then uh i guess by sheer, sheer chance you will be the first to uh To hear my uh, proposal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I brought with me a uh, a sample of the wealth that Necrot has to offer. On your giant the... goats. <laughs> and I will go to one of my giant goats and uh, open the chest of iron coins, and uh, open it in such a way that he probably gets a glimpse of what's inside. But uh, I just take out one coin and bring it over to him. Excellent. He'll take a look at the coin and turn in his hands, give it a, a lick, smell, and a you know maybe a little bit of a chew. So, wow, well, looks like you've got good steel here or good iron. Mm-hmm. I nod, and copper. You don't some say. Some more precious metals too, uh, mm-hmm. but only one. But only one good smith to work uh, the toils of our lands. You say you've got too much metal on hand and you don't know what to do with it. Precisely why I've come here to see if uh, some dwarves might be interested in a uh, sabbatical to Necrot or something of the sort. You don't know the old uh, fable that we tell our kids, do you? about the man who shows up from out of town saying he's got too much metal and he needs someone to do something with it and when the dwarves come it's a trap and they cage him and they make him work for him for no pay for generations it's a time is the tale as old as time or you know a, a fable a warning as old as time and here you come the striking remembrance or resemblance of it uh Devon being a uh fan of folk tales commits this one to memory um but then but does reply ah but you see uh, i've already paid you so the uh <laughs> this, this fable has a bit of a twist 
I see. I see. Um. Well, come on in. It's best yeah. not to talk in the hallway. And oh, uh, this is the hallway. <laughs> yeah, he'll waddle his way <laughs> yeah. back down the hallway into like a what seems to be like some sort of branching chamber. And mm-hmm. here you will see maybe a dozen other dwarves have poked their ways out of their various passages and homes and are standing in this chamber that's got like um a fountain on one wall. Not a fountain, but like a, I guess a fountain that doesn't shoot water up. It's a, a well, a... Mm-hmm whatever um a semicircle attached to the wall and the wall sort of like leaks water down and it just like collects in this bin this basin basin's the word Um, and there are leading branching passages and a couple of doors that you see here in this very dimly lit by moss on the baseboards um if it seems appropriate i think i will leave my donkeys in the hallway and just like take the hefty chest and Mm -hmm. slog it encumbered into this uh makeshift meeting chamber and set it conspicuously on the floor or something like that. I think it hits with a loud ring of coins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greetings, noble uh, noble dwarfs. Greetings, your noble humanness. <clears throat> well, I'm Sason. These are my people. Are these all your kin? Your mm-hmm. family? He grunts. Hi. Well, Sason, it's a pleasure to meet you and yours. And I nod about to the, the assembled dwarves. So as yes. I, okay. Yeah, I, I continue. Probably switching to common now. I think the tongues is wearing off. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, I am uh, an emissary of Necrot, a free city in the southeast. Uh, we are rich in mineral wealth but lacking in fine craftsmen and I'm here to see if I can persuade some of your uh, some of you and your people to uh, perhaps visit for a time share with us your knowledge in exchange for uh, coin and good steel to work and at this I will go over to the chest and open it and take out a fistful of iron coins to pass about to whoever's uh yeah. interested take a look at it uh, you'll and hear some murmur and see the uh, symbol of sayor on the back and, mm, and not and approvingly this, yes yes this, this pretty human lady on the front mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um they will mm, chatter at each other in dwarven for a little while lots of angry sounding grunts that are probably really pleasant and nice things to say but dwarven is just one of those languages that comes off to the common ear as like harsh with too many consonants and mm-hmm. weird vowel sounds that you would never make um lots of back of the throat noises mm-hmm. and uh Sason will mm-hmm. eventually approach you and say so what uh exactly are you saying you've got to a home set up for us for us to just move into complete with bedrooms and whatnot or what's going on what's the plan (laughs) such arrangements could be made Uh, I am in a position to speak for the uh, for our town elder my uh, looking for one family or ten to join you um your families are welcome, but I'm looking for uh, skilled craftsmen to hire or 
to set up with their own uh, own shops and businesses. Mm. Or visit us for a time, as I said, and share your knowledge and return if you uh, do not find it to your liking. Mm. Well, let me tell you one thing about us uh, dwarves. We're not ones to leave our family behind. Maybe one person could visit for a year, but uh, we're going to move there. If we're going to be setting up shop, be at least a couple of families. What sort of access to this steel, this iron would we have? Would it be ours? Do you have it need people to pull it out of the earth? You just need workers? This... <clears throat> um The steel I pulled from the earth. Ooh. Those wee little arms and that <clears throat> tiny bossy of yours? Small arms, but uh, great leverage. As mm. I said, I am uh, I am a wizard. Or did I uh, say that? I did say that. Oh, yeah. you did say that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but there is... Uh, actually, this, this, uh, this iron came from straight from the plane of Earth. Well, maybe it took a roundabout folded route. You're but, telling uh, me you you mined this iron straight from the original source. I, like, raise my eyebrows, or, like, whatever, juggle my mm-hmm. eyebrows at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a uh, rich copper mine in the Red Hills. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I can pull more of this. So uh, mm. so re- yeah. So really, oh. there's uh, whatever it is you desire. You see, I, think here. I, I may be able to fulfill. If you'd like to work for hire, or. Own the steel themselves. I'm prepared to make whatever arrangement you might find amenable. Our uh, sister town, a couple hills over, has a a good tin mine. We tend to do a lot of their uh, working with tin and stone. I haven't often had the opportunity to get our hands on pure iron or copper. Those are good tool-making metals. Not so much with the tin. I suppose I should talk to the family, see what they have to say. Here, why don't I uh, put you up in a room while we have a chat? And he'll take you into one of these hall- these uh, doorways, which will lead to a nice yeah. cozy home with a little fireplace in front of it that leads up yeah. to a wrist-wide chimney. Um, the insulation oh. of inside means you don't need a big fire to keep the whole place nice and heated. Yeah, I will say as we're departing, you know, the, this is a uh, take take as much time as you need. This is uh, an open ended offer, a uh, declaration of uh, friendship and openness from the crot. But well, uh, how long are you yes. staying? Because we got no way of getting there if you don't mm-hmm. show us yourself. Hmm. Fair enough. And, um, 
but uh, yeah, but the uh, I think the the first Smiths or families that uh, decide to take me up on this offer will probably have the uh, most leverage when it comes to negotiating terms. So uh, take your time, but not too much time. And I mm. uh, sit myself and make myself comfortable in his in the room. Yeah, he sends his little children to run around and fetch you things and wait on you while uh, the adults go talk in the other room. Yeah. Um, And I was deliberately loose with the coins, I think. So maybe a dozen or so got handed out. I don't know if people are going to take them and show them to their neighbors. I guess we'll Mm -hmm. see. Or maybe they'll keep maybe they'll keep this a secret. I don't know. Um, This seem I don't know if you have a conclusion here or maybe this is a good spot to wrap up the episode should i roll some kind of charisma check to see what impression i've made with the dwarf yes what is this guy's name sow uh sason sason which is you know dwarven for son of sayor oh yeah yeah made a, a good impression so the adults will chat for many many hours i think you'll end up even end up taking a bit of a nap while you wait for them, perhaps. Uh, am I? Is it easy enough to come and go? Like go, like let my donkeys mm-hmm. out and absolutely stop them from shitting in the hallway and maybe yeah. So you can them up outside or something and yeah. You can tend as needed. One of the dwarven kids who doesn't speak common will <laughs> follow you in tow, just so that way you don't get lost in yeah, the I'll, underground hallways. I'll do my best to communicate with him. Mm-hmm. Pick up dwarven as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, is, did I stumble upon a single dwarven home, or is this a whole complex? It is a complex. It looks like there might be 40 families that live down here. Oh, wow. Um, all connected through various chambers, and you came in through one of what appears to probably be many entrances to this underground area. Okay. So they will talk for hours. and uh... mm-hmm. um, When they're done, they will approach you. They'll have fed you in the meantime. And Sason will come back to you and say, Well, we've talked it over long and hard, and we have a few concerns. First, we're a small family unit out here. Only, you know, 40 families. So uh, any of us leaving impacts the others quite adversely. We'd, uh, if we were to leave, we'd need some sort of upfront compensation to make sure our people here aren't left in the dust. Uh, secondly, we're going to need a certain amount of assurities that there'll be plenty of work for us there, plenty of metals, and that a certain portion of them we could use for ourselves and ship home as needed or hoard until such time as we decide to leave. All of these um, requests are perfectly reasonable and doable. Um, I'm sure there will be some scribbling over the exact details, but uh, I have brought with me, I think, enough coin to compensate for the upfront costs. And uh, perhaps we should consider this an exploratory expedition, and we can pencil in the details of the uh, mining rights and such upon arrival. Um, Of course, we wouldn't want to make a deal without seeing exactly what we'd be working with. Just want you to be upfront about what we're expecting out of this thing. There's uh, one more issue. 
We won't be no second-class citizens, eh? None of this, uh... We're a little short on dwarves comments, you know? Uh... Of, of course not. I, you shouldn't even have to worry about such things. But well, well you know, yeah. I can well. just, I can assure you that, uh, uh, although Necrot is small but growing, it is a cosmopolitan uh, city with uh, an open mind and uh, open trade. Mm-hmm. See many peoples. Why, this may come as small assurance, but we even had a giant that uh, stayed with us for a time. Well then, if everything is as you say, I would be the lead, uh, how would you call it? I would take my family, a couple of my brothers with me, see what you have to offer. If you like it, we'd come back and bring a few families over. Hmm? Maybe uh, leave a thousand uh, of these uh, s- these iron coins up front, just in do case I, we don't how, return. About, about how many did I have in the uh, in the in the lockbox? That's a good question. Um, you have access to like what was it, twelve thousand? Twelve thousand, yeah, or something like that. I assume you have brought what, a thousand of it is going to be about twenty pounds. I kind of assumed you brought like thirty or forty pounds of coins with you. Okay. Um, I think we can kind of gloss over it, or at least. I can leave the note the penny yeah. pinching to you, or maybe it's not necessary. I mean, I think narratively we can, like, I can slide the lockbox over and tell him that he, you may, he may keep this all as a uh, perfect token of good faith and uh, to cover the upfront costs. Take, you may split it as he wishes between uh, the travelers and the uh, families staying behind. Um, I'm prepared to leave whenever they would like and show them the way. There is mm-hmm. the small matter of the uh, of the swamp, the brackish fen between us and Necrot, that I uh, trudged through myself with my t- with my two donkeys. But moving a whole family may be more challenging. Mm-hmm. Or might say goats, mm-hmm. whatever they are. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, well, uh, they seem so, uh, concerned about the swamp, but the. You know, that's not going to stop them. If there's something better than tin to work with and a whole bunch of wealth to acquire, these dwarves are on it. And I think we can leave it there for the day. Kind of pencil in the details here as is. And then next session, whenever that may be, we can uh, return dwarves in tow. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Dice pool. Yeah, so, our first order of business may be uh, constructing the uh, passageways across the swamp. Mm. <laughs> but I, I guess we'll see how the dwarves feel about navigating that. Okay. Well, uh, that'll wrap us up then for today. Thank you for playing, Ryan, and thank you all for yeah. watching. Thank you for DMing and for all uh, of your prep. Pleasure. We're so definitely much not prep. forgetting anything we did last time. So much prep, you know? Mm-hmm. Weeks and uh, weeks. So, experience, there is a crap ton for spells, uh, plus something for the Gloomwing. Oh, and there was a crocodile that you one-shot. 
12. Let's see, the, comes the before Gloomwing. G. And some role playing with the humans that you came across. Uh, you have temp. You have preliminarily acquired some dwarves, so that's worth a little bit here. And oh, the giant um, and the the sick giant wife. Yeah, I don't really do anything there, but. But you know, there you gave them some direction. You have a been a, a mark of something to be approached by a giant as friend, and to be able to peaceably work with them. So, are are you taking care of the spell learning XP or? I... Yeah, total is five thousand four hundred, including spell learning. Uh, that needs to be split by class, though, right? Ooh, okay. Right. Um, Three thousand of that is spells. Spell yeah, learning. So why don't we just do that separate? Okay. So, so give me like the the both class XP. Two thousand four hundred for role playing and combat. Four hundred get split, so that's twelve hundred each, right? Yep. And then how many hit dice of creatures? Do I still get fighter XP for blowing up creatures with wizard spells? <laughs> I think by the books you do kind of. But yeah. Why not? Uh, there were um, eight hit dice worth of creatures. and Gloomwing, right? Mm-hmm. Which is how many eight, hit dice? Eight hit dice total. Mm-hmm. Eight. And I'm a level six, so that's eight times sixty. That sounds right. So sixteen eighty for my fighter. And In the fighter to thirty-three two nine nine. And the wizard. Which was three thousand for spells plus one arcane spray is a hundred plus. Uh, I just so with this campaign we've been keeping track of MP. Oh mana, right? And right, I've right. been getting ten. I've just been getting ten XP per MP spent, and right. we haven't really squabbled too much about. Yeah. Whether they were used, whether they were threats, or blah blah blah. So uh, that's five hundred and seventy mm-hmm. um, XP for spells cast, Perfect. and then the three thousand for the research. Perfect. Um, all times 1.1 for the wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, Google thinks I'm not trying to, thinks I'm trying to, what the hell, Google? There we go. Doing, are you doing Google math? Yeah, <laughs> but it thinks I'm trying to search for who knows what. <laughs> Okay, so that brings my wizard up to 46.404. Still a far cry from 60,000 to the next Ooh. level. Yeah. Ooh. And your fighter? Oh. Uh, 33.299. When does fighter level up? Isn't it 248.16.32.64? Uh, did I just level up at 32 or something? Maybe I was just below 32 and we gave me the level anyways. Um, 32, 64. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have you at level five fighter right now. Uh, I'm level six fighter. Uh, your combat, your bonus to hit from levels only as a level five fighter. Interesting. Maybe I didn't upgrade that. 
Or did maybe I not? Did, maybe you didn't level. Maybe you were at the edge of leveling. Can we look through? You remember what your I was, well, what's I your was just below 32, but for some reason I thought we leveled me up anyways. Can we see if I rolled for a hit points? Let's see. I got to scroll away up. Uh, last session, Devon attacks with fists, 2d4s, d13s. I'm not seeing any d10s rolled. What about d6s divided by two? Ooh. There's minor gateways, right? And d6 fists. Was that the previous session? Did we not get any XP last session? But portals. There was no XP for the last two sessions, according to Maybe the wiki. It was at the beginning. I thought we like power leveled and just skipped it or something. He says five, five XP totals listed at the end of each recap. I know I was below level up for a fighter, but I thought we took care of the level earlier. So in episode 203, Devon levels up as a wizard and warrior to level six plus four MP. But that's many episodes HP? ago. Do we have like an HP log? Yeah, I thought we were six, six already. I think I may have just forgotten to upgrade my to hit from level to five. Okay. But we haven't included XP from the sort of big winter time warp and the playing with portals either. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you Maybe. sure? Did that not get us? Oh, episode three got us. Okay. So the. So we're actually Maybe quite we're, a bit. We just behind. leveled, so it's not. Does it say what I rolled for HP? Is that not usually mm -mm. a thing? Unfortunately. Uh... Oh, here we go. Experience, fighter, no, 13 hit dice. We've got experience totals down to the tenth of a tenth of a point, but no. That's HP. what I had going into this session. They that was the last. Yeah. You didn't roll HP. You rolled MP. I think that's correct. Yeah, I think I forgot to roll HP. How's that even possible? How do we forget rolling for HP? So many other fun things. But you're at 35 hit points. It's gotta be. That's a lot of HP. Wait, what is your con mod? One? Plus one. But. And I'm also half a fighter. Um, 135 pages of chat logs in this show. <laughs> That's way too many. Um, so 5.5 plus 3.5 plus one divided by two should be about five HP per level. So 35 HP would be level six on average if you rolled average HP, but there's no... You know, you might have been rolling above average. At level five, max HP from 25 to 32, plus seven. Okay. Max H MP from 32 to 45. That's the so stats at level five. So I've gained five. three. Did you roll one, one, one and one? 
No, I think no. I ju- I think I may not have leveled my fighter. Is what's what it's looking. Oh, you might like. have done. If your fighter and wizard both rolled a two, they both would have been reduced to one. You would have gotten two yeah. from that, one from con. So maybe you just rolled really poorly because you've got your HP did go up by three points and your MP went up by four points. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably was probably rolled. The fighter two. It would be weird to level both classes, but then not roll HP for both. Right? Yeah. These clairvoyances and stuff. Let's see. Yeah, rolled a two and a one, they say. Okay. Yeah. Which would have been, yeah. Yeah. Three plus one for con. Okay, so I think I just forgot to have that plus one to hit. Perfect. Okay, then. Uh, so some sort of experience for the next two, for do a quick. So are we saying we forgot X? We didn't forget any XP, right? Or the, the last two sessions of play, we had no XP. Are you sure? Because weren't we just saying that December second was the last time we played? Oh wait, oh that's in game. In game. Episode two hundred three, get experience, which is the experience I had. Okay, mm-hmm. I see what we're saying. Um, do we have, should we just like give a fat chunk or something? Yeah, let's see. Hires an apprentice, identifies the animal, invents new spells, arcane blast. The I third... thought we got experience for that. Maybe we didn't. Lesser disintegration. Um, how'd you learn lesser disintegration? Are you, you're not seventh it. level. Oh, you invented it, we... but it's a fourth level spell, isn't it? Oh, did we not invent it? Uh... Or is it just wrong on the wiki? Lesser dis. Yeah, I don't know how that on my spell list. Spell? I, did you? Did we invent it and we just didn't? I didn't learn it. I don't think we got. I don't. I we said it would be a higher level. Oh, this maybe make, okay. This, we it, we invented the spell, but you haven't learned it. Yeah, this is why the sense. wiki's not canon. Is it actually in your uh, spell list? It is. Yeah. Oh, really? So I guess we did invent it. Source Devon Spellbook. Okay. Uh, okay, so. Three, four. Um, do, 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 do. Learns minor gateway. Tests how it works. Takes on Cassandra's apprentice. Makes his watchful wards. Uses identify. Oh, you learned a, a lot of shit. How did we not? I think we might have said, oh, I just leveled up. We just power leveled me. It's not worth experience. I might have had to run or something. Yeah. Yeah, why don't we just throw in an extra 5,000 wizard, 3,000 fighter for the missing two sessions and call it a day? Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably just the easiest way to go about it. All right, so 5,000 wizard, 3,000, wait, 3,000 wizard, sorry, 3,000 fighter, 5,000 wizard? Yes. Plus... So 5,500. Stop stealing my XP, man. (laughs) All right. Um, So I'm still about, see, 32, 60. So I'm still 9, 8K away from wizard. Mm -hmm. A lot away from fighter. Mm -hmm. Fighter 7 is a big one, though. That's like increased attack rate. Yeah. Level seven fighter is a big one. Yeah. So we're getting close. 
And those uh, fourth level spells? Mm. Yeah. On the horizon. When did we think we could start making magic items? Ninth is when you can make potions. Twelfth for rechargeable. Potions and scrolls are boring. Twelfth yeah, is twelfth is rechargeable items. Yeah, mm-hmm. and fifteenth uh, is permanent items. Yeah, so we're a long way there. Probably halfway to rechargeable. Yeah, we'll get there. I mean, I think. If we do some more large skips and inventions and spells, we can kind of like bop ahead if we want to like 30 years pass. Devon now has blah, blah, blah. Keep saying that and then. Well, we keep doing cool stuff in the meantime, you know? Yeah. Once it gets boring, we'll skip ahead a decade or two or three. Oh, good idea, Red, Red Baron. Uh, can I just have 1.5 million experience? Yeah, it's fine. If that's, cool. what, if that's what's plus fun, 10, then let's just do plus it. Plus 10% bonus, right? Right, right. So 1.65. It's fine. Okay. That's going to be it for us this week. We will uh, we'll talk about when we're going to be back off stream. And uh, critical feedback will be shortly. But it's clearly going to be delayed because we got to chat for a minute. So mind my hiccups. And we'll see you guys next time. All right. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.